The LSU Tigers got steamrolled 50-30 by Georgia in the SEC Championship on Saturday. The quarterback tandem of Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer passed for 502 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. The Tigers could only manage 47 yards rushing. They will face Purdue in the Citrus Bowl on January 2nd. The Raging Cajuns travel to Shreveport to challenge the University of Houston in the Independence Bowl on December 23rd. The New Orleans Saints visit at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight on Monday Night Football. Kickoff is at 7.30. You can listen on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Fred McGriff has been elected to the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, Dale Murphy, Raphael Palmiero, and Don Mattingly failed to collect the necessary votes. The New Orleans Pelicans improved to 15-8 on the season with a 121-106 victory over the Denver Nuggets. They're now just one game behind the first-place Phoenix Suns in the NBA Western Conference. They face the Pistons on Wednesday and the first-place Suns Friday and Sunday. Team USA was eliminated from the World Cup on Saturday. They were defeated by the Netherlands 3-1. I'm Steve Wiley with your two-minute drill on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and World Series champion, Houston Astros. The two-minute drill has been powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. This weather update on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is brought to you by Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. Cool and foggy here this Monday morning. Areas of dense fog will be with us until about 9 a.m. Temperatures are in the low to mid 60s. Mostly cloudy, warm, and humid for the afternoon with temperatures on their way into the upper 70s. And as we get into the second half of the day, rain chances will come up to about 30%. So plan on some isolated showers and thunderstorms. For the live Doppler 10 Storm Team Weather Center, I'm Chris Cozart. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Atlanta was not kind to the LSU Tigers. But that's kind of how we expected it to go down, right? We expected LSU to lose. Credit them, credit Garrett Nussmeyer coming in, giving them a spark. You got the very best of Nuss. Then you also saw the very worst of Nuss, right? He's going to give you a couple turnovers every game. He's also going to chuck it for, you know, 300 yards and a half. It's what the kid does. He's got that kind of moxie, as they like to say. But Tigers end their regular season, if you will, on championship weekend. 
by giving up 50, 50 to Georgia in the SEC championship game, losing by 20. They dropped to 9-4, and four, back-to-back losses for the Tigers, but they'll still get the opportunity to get to win number 10. As we find out yesterday, they're headed to lovely Orlando, Florida, to play in the Citrus Bowl, formerly the Capital One Bowl, formerly, for a long time, it was known as the Tangerine Bowl. Good morning. Welcome to RP3 and Company. I'm your host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. I'm joined inside the studios today by the producer extraordinaire, Miss Hannah Five Names. Shout out to the intern extraordinaire. Man's gearing up for his finals for tomorrow, by the way. Moses Campos. we got a great show lined up for you today. Jeff Palermo, our friend from Tiger Rag Radio, is going to join us at 7.30 to talk more about LSU college football playoff. David Harrison, co-host of the Locked on Bucks podcast, will join us at 8 o'clock to help us preview tonight's Monday Night Football game, which, of course, you can listen to live right here on the game. Saints at Bucks. Pre-game starts at 7, kickoff 7-15. And with everything that happened yesterday, guess what? A win tonight puts the Saints in the driver's seat to win this division. Oh, man. Can the NFC South just not be allowed to send a team to the playoffs? Can, can we just make that happen? Ugh. And at 8.30, Ryan Hinton from the Saints Twitter podcast, better known as Dat Boy Wolf, will join us to give us the Saints perspective about tonight's game as well. So that's what we got lined up for you. Only three guests because there's a lot to get to. New Orleans Pelicans winners over the weekend. The U.S. Men's National Team, not a winner over the weekend. Baseball Hall of Fame Veterans Committee, or what used to be called the Vets Committee, now they have some weird name for it, puts in a former Atlanta Brave star, but not the one that your boy was hoping for. I love Love the crime dog, but Murph didn't get in. Louisiana Raging Cajuns, they're going bowling. They're going heading up to Shreveport, as expected to take on the Cougars of University of Houston. And, of course, we'll talk about those college football playoff rankings. So, ton to get to this morning. We love to hear from you. You know that. Game hotline is open, 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. We're going to start off with LSU. Tigers, whew, man. Jane Daniels gets banged up in this game, has to leave the game. But I don't think that made that much of a difference. I'm not for sure what happened to LSU's defense the last couple of games, but it is nowhere to be found. Giving up 38 points to the worst offense in the SEC in the regular season finale where they got pushed around, manhandled by the Texas A&M Aggies. They follow that up by giving up 50 points to Georgia. Now, Georgia's your defending national champs. Georgia's your undefeated number one ranked team in the country. They got a tight end that is absolutely absolutely you you can't defend him Bowers is special that guy's going to be playing on Sundays 
But what happened to LSU's defense? Did it just go away? Did it take a nap? Because, man, I have no idea what happened. None. 529 yards Georgia put up on LSU, averaging 7.2 yards a play. Ridiculous. You know what else is ridiculous? LSU put up 549 yards in this game. Now, Nuss Bus just throwing it all around the field. I made a joke to a couple of buddies of mine. I says, look, Garrett Nussmeyer's putting together his montage highlight tape for the transfer portal. 502 yards passing between Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer. What? What? George's defense was playing soft as well. Apparently, this is the, the modern football that I have to get adjusted to. Daniels leaves the game with the injury. He had been sacked three times, had thrown for 206 yards, 16 to 24 passing, but did have the pick. Sacked three times. Wasn't going great. Because Georgia was making LSU beat them with their passing attack. Because there was no run game for the Tigers Saturday inside the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in downtown Atlanta. None. Josh Williams had 47 yards on six carries, but that's it. LSU only was able to run the ball 20 times, averaging 2.4 yards a carry. They only had 47 yards net rushing. Georgia took away their run game and said, you know what? You want to beat us, LSU? That's great. Your mobile quarterback, dual threat quarterback, he's not going to beat us with his legs. You're going to have to beat us by trying to throw on us. Now, Nussmeyer comes in, gives them a bit of a spark. But his numbers weren't that much better. He's 15 to 27, threw an interception, threw for 294 yards, two touchdowns, was sacked once. And like I said, the Tigers throw for 502 yards in this ballgame. And Kayshawn Butte had over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. That great touchdown that tied up the ballgame made it 7-7. after the botched field goal return for a touchdown, which just kind of set the tone for this game. But that 55-yard touchdown, man, that Kayshawn looked healthy really for the first time all season on that play. Kayshawn got his. So did another former Acadiana area star, Malik Neighbors. Five catches for 128 yards. He had a touchdown as well. So they had a few guys ball out in this ball game right here from our own backyard. But they couldn't run the football. They found themselves down in a hole early. And LSU's defense had no answer for Stinson Bennett. A methodical 23 of 29 for 274 and four touchdowns no interceptions wasn't sacked one time Georgia's offensive line are a bunch of brutes and LSU's front seven had no answer they couldn't do anything 
Not only could they not stop Stinson Bennett from carving them up, they ran the ball right down LSU's throat. 255 yards on the ground. Averaging 5.8 a pop. Ran the ball 44 times. Just told LSU, eh, we're not really intimidated by your front seven. There's nothing you can do to stop us. And there was nothing that LSU could do to stop them. And the other big key that you even saw this game in the second quarter, and of course the second quarter turned things around because Georgia led 14-7 to after the first, but then they outscored LSU 21-3, to and this ball game was essentially done. Now the Nuss Bus, like I said, gave them a bit of a spark in the second half, put together some drives, but this game was really, let's be honest, over at halftime. The 96-yard blocked field goal return to start things off, but then LSU answers with the Butte 53-yard touchdown pass from Jane Daniels, and you're like, hey, here we go. This is a tie ball game. Tigers came to play. But then Bennett throws that three-yard touchdown pass to Bowers before the end of the first quarter, and then it's touchdown pass from Stinson Bennett, touchdown pass from Stinson Bennett, touchdown pass from Stinson Bennett. Three of them in the second quarter alone. And the only thing LSU could muster was a field goal by Ramos. And that was it. But that was against the number one ranked team in the country, the defending national champs. And the thing that you notice while watching Saturday's ball game is the level of depth that Georgia has. They were able to run guys in and out in this ballgame. Their guys didn't get tired. LSU couldn't do that because LSU doesn't have that amount of talent on its roster yet. Kirby Smart was able to say second wave in, second wave in, second wave in constantly. His guys were fresh over and over and over again. You know who wasn't fresh? LSU. 50 points in an SEC championship game. And now LSU is 9-4. and four And gets to turn to his attention to getting to 10 wins, which is going to have to be done in the Citrus Bowl down in lovely Orlando, Florida at Camping World Stadium. It's become a popular bowl destination in recent years for the Tigers. If you remember, they went back-to-back Citrus Bowls early in the Ed O tenure, his first year as an interim coach, when they beat Lamar Jackson, the Heisman Trophy winner, and the Louisville Cardinals. The next year, they went back to it again and lost to Notre Dame. And they went one time back in the 70s when it was known as the Tangerine Bowl, and they beat Wake Forest. So now they get to make another trip to Camping World Stadium, their third one in the last handful of years. But they're going to be nice and familiar with it as well because that's exactly where they're going to kick off their season for 2023. They played Florida State 
inside the Superdome this year. They're going to play Florida State next year at the Camping World Stadium in Orlando, which is home of, wait for it, the Citrus Bowl. Also, oddly enough, Florida State is playing in the Cheez-It Bowl, which is held at, wait for it, also Camping World Stadium in Orlando. So both Florida State and LSU, who began their seasons playing each other inside the inside the Caesar Superdome in Louisiana, will end their season playing in Camping World Stadium, and then will begin next season playing each other in Camping World Stadium. <laughs> it's just how that worked out. Extra practice time will be beneficial. We know that Jaden Daniels is going to be banged up a little bit. He's going to need time to recover. This is also transfer portal season. Now that we have the bowl game set, now that we have the college football playoff set, this becomes transfer portal time. It's already happened. How many guys is LSU going to lose? How many guys are going to decide not to play in the Citrus Bowl? Because they're going to prepare for the NFL draft. Tops on that list, Kayshawn Butte. Is he going to play? Is he going to finish out? Because we know he's going to the NFL. Is he going to finish off his career by trying to get a win against the Purdue Boilermakers? First time Purdue and LSU have faced off on the gridiron, by the way. Purdue looking for back-to-back nine-win seasons for the first time since the late 90s. So they'll have plenty to play for. They lost to Michigan easily in the Big Ten Championship game over the weekend. So who's still going to be on the team? And guys can get healthy. And this is the other thing that coaches love having bowl games for because it allows them to have essentially another two weeks of practice. And that's what coaches love more than anything else. They love practice time. Give me more practice, practice, practice. That's what they love. Preparing for a bowl game gives them that. You can do some more evaluation. You can figure out who's really going to contribute, who's not going to contribute. And that can give you a a leg up heading into spring ball. So, we'll see. We'll see who sticks around for LSU. Because they're going to have some question marks. Just like everyone else in college football is going to have question marks. Alabama, how many of their guys are actually going to play in the Sugar Bowl? They're taking on Kansas State, who beat TCU in overtime to win the Big 12 over the weekend. Alabama doesn't get into the playoff. We've seen what happens when Alabama doesn't get into the playoff or doesn't get to play for a national championship, how they look so uninspired in their bowl games, in particular losing to Oklahoma and Utah in the Sugar Bowl. Now that Ohio State's into the playoff, you don't have to worry about those guys preparing for the NFL draft. But what about Clemson? They're playing in the Orange Bowl versus Tennessee. Yes, an all-orange Orange Bowl, by the way. The most orange-orange bowl of all time. Because Tennessee's colors, orange and white. Clemson's colors, orange and purple. And they're playing in the Orange Bowl. <laughs> I, I feel like the bowls and the committee got together this year and they're like, how can we be as adorable as possible? Here we go. Coincidence? No, not really. 
Lots of guys are going to be dropping into the portal. We're going to find out starting this week, a lot of guys are going to be announcing, I'm foregoing playing in the bowl game to prepare for the NFL draft. So we'll see. College football playoff field is set, and they actually, in your truly, yours truly, my truly, my opinion, got it right. Alabama had no business sneaking into the top four. We could argue all day, is Alabama a more talented team than TCU? Yes. Did Alabama play up to its potential this year? No. Was Alabama wildly undisciplined? Yes. Did they deserve to be in the college football playoff? No. And the committee, congratulations to them, they actually got it right. Georgia won, Michigan two. TCU, even with the loss in overtime, doesn't drop out. Bravo to the committee for actually keeping the Horn Frogs in because their resume was better than Alabama's. And Ohio State gets in. And Ohio State deserves to get in over Alabama because you know why? It comes down to simple math for me. Ohio State has one loss. Alabama had two. There you go. Done. That was simple. That took no effort. Who has only one loss? Okay. This team has one loss. How many? How many? Alabama, how many do you have? Oh, you have two. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. Now, if TCU would have been routed by Kansas State, if they would have lost by, say, 20 points, then I think you don't see TCU into the college football playoffs. But it was a great game in the Big 12 championship there at AT AT&T Stadium. They lose in overtime. They deserve to be in the playoffs. Now, whether or not TCU can avoid getting routed in the semifinals, which has become a tradition that the semifinal matchups this year and the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl, (laughs) maybe we can hope that they're not going to be absolute beatdowns. That'll be a discussion we'll have at another time. But they got it right. Georgia, number one, versus Ohio State, number four. That's your 1-4 matchup. And your 2-3 matchup is Michigan at number two versus TCU at number three. They actually got it right. Stunned. We got to take a timeout. When we return here on RP3 and Company, we'll talk more about the LSU Tigers as they gear up for the Citrus Bowl. That'll be next right here on The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station and your home, for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros. Johnson throws. Boutte's got it wide open at the 10. Far side. He's in for the score. You're listening to The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. And your home for the LSU Tigers. Here is your traffic update on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Mild temperatures early this Monday morning. We're under a dense fog advisory until 9 o'clock, and yes, it is thick out there. No accidents to talk about right now. If you see one, 706-0119. Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. 
Buffalo Wild Wings has new happy hour deals, three to six bucks from three to six every weekday. That's your traffic report on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game wants to stuff your stocking with a $500 Visa gift card. It's the Christmas Comes Early Sweepstakes, presented by Armator Jewelers. Simply enter in the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to score a $500 Visa gift card. It's that easy. It's the Christmas Comes Early Sweepstakes, powered by Armator Jewelers and the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. They creep, crawl, fly, invade, and infest year-round. At one time or another, pests will pester you. Give Cajun Bug Exterminating a call. The home of the two-for-one special. Cajun Bug bundles mosquito and pest control together to keep your home or business pest-free at one valued price. As associate certified entomologist, Cajun Bug offers all pest control services, including termite, bed bug, and mosquito, so your family can enjoy life indoors and outdoors. Visit CajunBugExterminating.com or call 337-991-0321. Showbox, Acadiana's newest live music and social venue. Featuring a premium stage and top-notch audio and lighting systems. Bringing you the best in national, regional, and local music entertainment. Showbox features two full bars, including a beautiful 1890 Roosevelt bar. We serve food, too. Open at 4 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and noon on Sundays. Showbox is located in the Rouse's Shopping Center on Congress across from Cajun Field. For upcoming events, visit theshowbox.com. That's S-H-O-B-O-X. The Louisiana Association of Broadcasters is now accepting applications for the 2023 Broadcast Scholarship Program. I'm Maria Pham, a recipient of the LAB's 2022 Broadcast Scholarship, here to tell you that two $4,000 scholarships are available to Louisiana mass communication students pursuing an education and career in radio or television. Visit broadcasters.org or call 1-800-364-7260 for more details. Application deadline is January 27th, 2023. Hope to hear you on air soon. When cold symptoms keep you up, try Vicks NyQuil Severe for max strength nighttime relief. Just one dose of Vicks NyQuil Severe starts to relieve nine of your worst cold and flu symptoms to help take you from nine to none. Get some rest and feel better with Vicks NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, sore throat, stuffy nose, fever, best sleep with a cold. Medicine. Use as directed. Hey, what is this? It's TV for free. Ooh. Pardon? What? It's Antenna TV. Oh, I love it. Holy smoke. A one-stop spot of all your favorite classic television sitcoms. That's absolutely true. Antenna TV, TV how it was meant to be. Where? Go to antennatv.tv slash channel finder to see where Antenna TV is in your town for free. Do you think RP3 is the only nickname Ray has? Think again. There was Little Vainant. There was Little Foot, Little Bubba. There was LD, which stood for Little Dufo. There was Ray Dog. There was Ray Diggity Dog. There was Fish. There was Fish Face. There was RP3. There was even Ramundo from El Segundo. Back to the host with more nicknames than he knows what to do with. RP3, right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
Oh, your Alexa or Google Home speaker helps you out around the house. It allows you to control your lights, your thermostats, and so much more. But did you know they can also play the game? Just ask your Alexa or Google Home to play the game. Southwest Louisiana, it's that easy. So do the smart thing and have the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles with you at your office, your home, and everywhere you go. Once again, you can listen to the game on your Alexa or Google Home by simply asking it to play the game, Southwest Louisiana. It's that easy. Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on Grant to the show. Grant, thank you for patiently waiting. Good morning. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, good morning. Yeah, just uh, absolutely think that the committee got it completely wrong with the top four. Okay, you were mentioning uh, Ohio State one loss compared to two losses for Alabama. So you're comparing one loss to Ohio State getting blown out by, what was it, 20 points compared to Bama losing two games, one in overtime, another one on the last second field goal. And all this, I thought we're supposed to get the best four teams. Is it the team with the best four resumes or the teams are just the best four teams? Do you believe Alabama is one of the best four teams in the country? I think on a neutral field, I don't think – Michigan beats them. I don't think TCU beats them. I don't. But think what have you seen them. this year that would suggest that they struggled against an average Texas team? They nearly lost to Texas A&M. They lost to a four-loss LSU team. They they what where, where in 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 I what realm is Alabama has played well? Has played like a looking, national title contender this looking, year? You're looking at what Alabama did on the road at Texas. Early in the year, second game of the year. You're but good teams are supposed to win Young. on the road, Grant. Young. Grant, good teams even, are supposed no, to they, win on the you're road. You're right. You're right. Good teams do win on the road, and they did beat Texas on the road, and they should have beaten LSU on the road. They didn't have Bryce Young against Texas A&M. Okay, now if you put, if you put Ohio State playing Bama schedule, how many games does Ohio State lose? If you put TCU playing Bama schedule, how many games does TCU lose? But that's not the game that we're playing. That's not the game that we're playing. It, look, their job is supposed to go out there and win the ball games on their schedule. They didn't do that. They didn't win enough games. If they would have beat, they would have got in as a two-loss team if they wouldn't beat in LSU. But they didn't. Yeah, and it was a 50-50 that they lost to LSU because the, the two-point conversion could have easily gone missed. So you're, 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 so you're not punishing. So time out, Grant, Grant, Grant. You're not, but they lost the game. Like, wins and losses have to matter. This isn't apples and apples. This isn't saying Alabama has one loss, Ohio State has one loss. If Bama Bama was losing to teams like Kansas State, okay, I could understand that. But they lost on the road at Tennessee to a top five Tennessee team. They lost on the road at LSU to a top ten LSU team. This is not a neutral field against a cupcake team that they lost against. Okay. That's the point we're trying to make here. And it's, again, it's about the four best teams. The four best teams. So, time out, time out, time out, time out. Grant, Grant, time out. Grant, 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 I'm going to shut you off if you don't let me talk, Grant. I'm going to hang up if you don't let me talk. I'm not going to have you talk down to me on my own show. It ain't going to happen. If you want to have a conversation, we're going to have a conversation. But you're going to do so in a respectful manner. Okay, I'm listening. You are sitting there pointing this and this, and they did have close losses. You're absolutely correct. I make no argument there. But you're devaluing losses. You're saying it doesn't matter that they lose two games because they were close losses on the road. Okay? 
But that doesn't matter. It, it, look, if Alabama wasn't one of the most penalized teams in the country, they'd be in the playoff. This is the most undisciplined and lack of focus Alabama team that he's had there since year one when they lost to ULM. So on talent, they probably should be in. But it's not about talent. You've got to go out there and actually play the games that are on your schedule and win the games that you're on on your schedule. And they didn't do that. They didn't get the job done. They didn't do their job. They lost to what ended up being a four-loss LSU team. Is that Alabama football? Is that a great team losing to a four-loss team? No, it's not. So you got to be able to still be held accountable for what you do on the field, and they didn't get the job done. They didn't get the job done. The Tennessee loss didn't hurt them. What hurt them was the team that finished, I do believe, ranked 17th in the final college football rankings, losing to them. That's what hurt them. The LSU game hurt them. And that's a game they shouldn't have lost, but they did because they weren't the more disciplined team. They weren't the better team that day. They had no business losing to LSU, but they did, and that's what cost them. And it should cost them, Grant, because losses should matter. And I hear I hear what you're saying, and I don't disagree with everything you're saying. But all I'm saying is they went to Baton Rouge and lost on a two-point conversion in overtime. They didn't lose by 20 points like Ohio State did. They but they lost more games, a, Grant. A, 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 a subpar team like Kansas State, like TCU did. Okay, that's that's all I'm saying. If it's the four best teams, Bama should be in. And on a neutral field, how many of the teams in the top four would be favored against Bama? One. Georgia, the only one. Bama would be favored against Michigan, TCU, and Ohio State on a neutral field. But they were favored, but but Grant, to 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 they were favored to beat Tennessee and they didn't win that game. They were favored to beat LSU and they didn't win that game. That's that, that's my talk. That's what I'm talking about. And it, 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 there has to be some sense of accountability for not getting the job done. Because if Alabama played to their potential this year, they wouldn't even be in this discussion because they had already been in the playoff. Plain and simple, man. They dropped the no, ball. They dropped the ball. I know. I know exactly what you're saying. But you can't sit here and say that they're not one of the four best teams. You can say you don't think they deserve to get in. But you can't say they're not one of the four best. Teams. I did not see one of the. I did. I saw them play multiple times. They were not one of the four best teams. The way they played this year, they played sloppy. They played undisciplined. They lacked focus, and they did not play like one of the top four teams in the country this year. Not one time did they do that all season long. So no, they they don't deserve on paper and the talent they had coming back with Anderson and Young and everyone else they had coming back. They should have been but they failed to live up to their expectations, and that's why they're not in, brother. Again, we'll agree to disagree on that. I just think if you're looking at – if it's supposed to be the four best teams, they should have been in there. But wins and losses have to matter, Grant. They have to matter. They they have to matter. matter. And that's why they're not in. But they finished with – people. okay, you're saying not an Alabama team that you're used to seeing, yet they finished fifth with two losses by, what, five points. Not blowing out in any game – Two losses by five points, one in overtime. I mean, that's what it comes down to. If their kicker had made the kickers against Tennessee, they wouldn't have lost a Tennessee game, even playing as bad or, as or, or if they actually would have been disciplined enough to tackle people. Uh, let's let, 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 let's be real there. 
A lot of teams couldn't tackle Tennessee this year. Well, that, that's okay, fair. That's fair, but you're Alabama. You have a standard. you got to tackle better. I appreciate the phone call, Grant. Thank right. you. Thank Enjoy you. your day. Do we have Chad on the line? Let's head out to the hotline quickly. Chad, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind? Man, the Alabama fans feel like they're so damn entitled just because they have the Alabama on their chest. What about the two losses you should have lost to Texas A&M and Texas quarterback doesn't go out, you lose that game against Texas, my friend. So I, I, I don't want to hear it. First of all, Tennessee should be you, should be in front of Alabama anyway. Head-to-head, they beat them. So I don't want to hear it. They always complain about something. You, the dynasty is over. Just admit it. It's over with. Chad, Have a good one. Chad, appreciate your phone call, brother. Enjoy your day. Like, I just – and I would put Tennessee in front of Alabama, too, because they won the head-to-head. I, that, that's me. That's me. Love Nick Saban. Love what he's done. Okay? Great coach. But even he was a, lo- a loss for words about how bad this team was this year. And you're right. If Texas's starting quarterback doesn't go out of the game, do they lose the opener against Texas? The first Carl talked about Bryce Young. Well, we didn't have Bryce Young against Texas A&M. Well, Texas didn't have its quarterback for most of the game in the opener. You can't do what-if scenarios. Wins and losses got to matter. And this Alabama team was not did not play up to its potential. And I'm going to be honest, doesn't deserve to be into the playoff. We got to take a timeout. Good stuff. Fired up Monday morning over here. You listen to RP3 and Company right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion Houston Astros. This is Brent Musburger's action update. The college football playoff is set. Georgia, the dollar 30 favorite to win the national championship. Michigan plus 280, Ohio State plus 360, TCU 18 to 1. Georgia, six and a half point favorite over Ohio State of the Peach Bowl on New Year's Eve, 61 and a half the total. At Michigan laying nine against TCU in Glendale, Arizona at State Farm Stadium in the Fiesta Bowl, the national title game, SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles on January the 9th. The Saints in action on Monday Night Football today. They're a three-point underdog at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The total, 41 at Raymond James State. 50% off site-wide at omahasteaks.com and save an additional $30 when you enter the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N at checkout at omahasteaks.com. For the latest sports betting news and information, 24-7, 365, go to vsin.com. Mike Sennett on the game. Joy. It can come from anything. Sometimes we find it, and sometimes we make it. It can be a fresh fade, or cutting loose on stage, making a new friend, or getting together with old friends. No matter what it is, it makes us shine. And when we're together, we shine even brighter. At Auctioner Lafayette General, our joy comes from growing with you. There's more access to world-class healthcare than ever before. Auctioner is creating opportunities that will have a lasting impact on our community for years to come. And when we work together, 
who knows how bright we can shine. Auctioner Lafayette General. Long live you. It's Macy's Friends and Family Sale. With an extra 30% off the gifts you'll love to give. And get 15% off beauty with your coupon or Macy's card. That's on top of big savings. Like 25% off dressed up designer looks for kids from Calvin Klein and more. Plus an extra 25% off luggage from Samsonite, Delsey and more. Download the free Macy's app for more great deals at Macy's. Community is when you walk in a business and they know you by name. These local businesses are proud to call Acadiana home. They're proud to be certified South Louisiana. Cypress Propane has one of the largest selections of tanks, serving Lake Charles and all of Acadiana with six locations. Residential, commercial, industrial, or agriculture tanks are available now. No wait with Cypress Propane. Cypress Propane, honored to serve the people of Southwest Louisiana. Hi, Kalen Begno, owner of EcoView Windows. As a native of Acadiana, I know the importance of treating every client like family. For the highest quality, insulated, energy-efficient windows, call now. 356-9344. EcoView Windows, local and veteran-owned. Bro Bridge Truck Stop Casino. We have the newest games around, hot seat drawings, and monthly specials like no one else. Located on the Bro Bridge Highway in the banks of the Vermilion River. Come on out today and try your luck at the Bro Bridge Truck Stop Casino. Support our local community and shop certified South Louisiana. You know you like us. Then it's time for you to show us how much you like being in a relationship with the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Go give us a like on our revamped Facebook page and follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. I can love you like that. That way you can get the latest interviews, breaking news, and whatever shenanigans we're up to. Just search The Game Louisiana and be hooked up with Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update, presented by Tibbs Trailers here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, the game wants to stuff your stocking with a $500 Visa gift card. That's right, $500 Visa gift card. It's the Christmas Comes Early Sweepstakes presented by Armitar Jewelers. Simply enter in the Game Reward Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to score a $500 Visa gift card. It's that easy. It's the Christmas Comes Early Sweepstakes powered by Armitar Jewelers and the game 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Man, I don't know about you. Christmas gifts, did some of that over the weekend. $500 Visa gift card, that'd go a long way. I'm just saying. I can't win it. I can't win the $500 Visa gift card. I can't win the Christmas Comes Early Sweepstakes. Hannah can't. We can't win. But you know what? You can. So take advantage. Go sign up in the Rewards Club. Get you that $500 Visa gift card so you can buy great gifts for your family. Let's head out to the hotline. Chad, is, I'm sorry, Troy is waiting, then John after that. First up, Troy, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind? Troy, bud, you there? Hello? Troy, you there, brother? Hello? Troy, are you there? Hello? Troy can't hear me. 
Got to get Troy to, to call back. He didn't hear me. Is that John? All right, John is ready. John, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind? Good morning, sir. First time caller. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, bud. Good. The, the Cheez-It Bowl. Is that where LSU is in, the Cheez-It Bowl? Okay, so it's, this, it's the old Citrus Bowl, or back in the day, I remember it being the Tangerine Bowl, but Cheez-It is now the – the big corporate sponsor. So the the actual name of it is the Cheez It Citrus Bowl, which just sounds weird. <laughs> They're in the yeah. Cheez It Citrus yeah. Bowl, and Florida State is in the Cheez It Bowl. Two different bowls, okay. but at the are same we, place. Are we playing Illinois? No, uh, LSU. Yeah. LSU is going to play Purdue. Purdue in the Cheez It Bowl. Okay. Well, right now. You know, I was a high school football coach for over 30 years, so I don't like criticizing any coaches. But this little monkey's coaching the special teams at LSU probably cost us a chance, a national chance to, you know, play. He blew the game. I mean, I know the players make the plays. But special teams cost us the Florida State game. We got ready to play Tennessee. We were 10 points behind before you could even sit in your seats because of the special teams. If we kick that field goal against Georgia, the turnout might be dead. And who does not coach their kids on a missed field goal to just run off the field and let the other team pick the ball up and run it back? John, 99 yards. John, I, look, special teams has been an issue. I would not be surprised if they make a change with the coaching staff in that regard because, obviously, if you see them play, and I, I covered a lot of their games throughout the season, special teams has been an issue. I know they've been working on it, but obviously there's a disconnect between the coach and the players understanding what their responsibilities are. You can't have this special teams unit like this heading into next season when we all expect LSU to take a step up and play at even a better level. Special teams will hold them back if they don't fix it. You're absolutely correct. Correct. And, you know, they didn't make it. I didn't see them blocking any punts. I didn't see them returning it. They didn't make any plays on special teams neither. No. Anyway, that's my two cents. I just had to get it off my chest. John, appreciate the phone call, brother. Enjoy your day. Yes, sir. You also. Let's head back out to the hotline. Welcome on, Rental, to the show. Rental, good morning. What's on your mind, brother? Morning, morning. You know what? I agree 100% with you about everything about uh, Alabama. Uh, granted, I'm not an Alabama fan, never will be, never have. But if Grant wants to do what ifs, I mean, the, the whole thing with, with Alabama, you are true. They're, they're the most undisciplined team for Alabama I've seen. Correct. I mean, a lot of penalties. And the bottom line is, what if, if they didn't have Bryce Young, they would have had at least four losses, period. Because he was their whole team, basically, him and Gibbs. But if they didn't have Bryce Young, they would have had nothing. Uh, because they're the weakest team from Alabama I've seen since they lost to, to ULM. Uh, so, I mean, there's no way. I was hoping that they wouldn't put him into the college uh, the, the final four, uh, but I'm glad that they stuck with their guns and they, they put TCU in because they deserve it. I mean, TCU is not a slouch. They're a good team. I think they're either uh, – they're the top 
offensive team in the nation, right? They're one of the ones, yes. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, yeah, Sonny Dykes has done a really nice job, particularly with that offense. Yeah. Now, if uh, their chances of taking it all, I mean, they got a, a big role to hold. So, uh, but, yeah, that, that's, that's my take on it. If they wouldn't have Bryce Young, they wouldn't have had anything because they, their skill sets were way down this year. Appreciate the phone call, Ronald. Thank you, bud. Enjoy your day. All right, bye. And uh, I'll say this one other thing. The defense wasn't where it needed to be on the back end for Alabama. Their secondary is was not a vintage Nick Saban coach team. The, the rash of penalties, we can talk about how good they would be on a neutral site all day long. What have you seen from this team this year that would indicate that they wouldn't be undisciplined, that they wouldn't make mental mistakes, that they wouldn't have breakdowns on defense? And I've said it before, Nick Saban's got an NIL problem at Alabama. I think NIL, and they, they try to fix some of those issues in the transfer portal. With And I just, the wide receivers aren't elite. They don't have elite wide receivers. They don't have elite DBs. They're wildly undisciplined. That's why they're not in the playoff. Let's quickly head out to the hotline. Welcome on Charlie to the show. Charlie, I got about a minute, bud, but it's yours. What's on your mind, brother? Uh, I agree with you 100% about the uh, four, top four teams in the playoffs. I think you made a very good point. Uh, I, th- I think Grant needs some decaf coffee in the morning. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, Alabama almost lost to Ole Miss, too. People forget about yep. that. Uh, you know, but also, to, to let, one little correction, the Citrus Bowl, LSU in the last previous decade played against Iowa and Penn State in the Citrus Bowl. So those are some other games they've been to. But That's uh, right. That's when it was I'm known really as the Capital One Bowl. The Tigers That's this right. year, they uh, exceeded expectations, and I think the best is yet to come. Appreciate the phone call. That's right. That's when it was. they played in the Capital One Bowl. That's right. That's when the bowl game. Appreciate that, Charlie. That's right. Because it used to be for years was just the Tangerine Bowl. And then Capital One took it over and made it the Capital One Bowl. And then it became a couple other sponsors and then the Citrus Bowl again. I don't. I'm not for sure. Now it's the Cheez-It. I don't understand corporate sponsorships. We got to take a timeout. That I do know. We'll wrap up our number one. That's all coming up next right here on The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. You love sports. We love sports. My kids love sports. Our dog loves sports. The cat. What, are you kidding me? No. This is The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Here is your traffic update on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Walker Road Bridge is closed between Sunbeam Lane and South Bud Street for repairs. It's expected to be closed about a month. No accidents right now. If you see one, 706-0119. Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. Buffalo Wild Wings has new happy hour deals, three to six bucks from three to six every weekday. That's your traffic report on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
Have your home or business professionally cleaned before the holidays by Superior Contract Cleaning. From a one-time cleaning to regularly scheduled housekeeping, call the pros at 337-247-5567. Superior Contract Cleaning. Are you looking for Christmas music 24-7? We have an app for that. It's the Louisiana Christmas Channel. All your Christmas favorites in the palm of your hand. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Download the app today for Apple, Google, and Alexa. All of your traditional and local favorites this holiday season. Come Santa Claus here, come Santa Claus. Listen on the app or online at lachristmaschannel.com. Start a new tradition this holiday season with the Louisiana Christmas Channel. It seems like there's always a honeydew list, and all Jim and I do every weekend is chip away at projects. We need more family time instead of worrying about that annoying drip from the faucet or how long our sink takes to drain. I do want my new rain shower head installed, but it's still in the box, and I definitely want the toilet to not move every time I sit on it. But I also want to enjoy our weekends, so I'm calling Ace Plumbing. Ace Plumbing is here to help for all your honeydew projects. Ace has been locally owned and operated for three generations and prides itself on its honest and upfront pricing. All of Ace's team members are background checked and drug tested, giving you peace of mind when they come to your home. All I had to do was go to Ace's website, aceplumbinginc.com, and get the phone number. It's 337-565-2518. They took care of everything, and Jim has a big smile on his face. Ace Plumbing, how can we make you smile? The only thing better than a great cigar is a great cigar with a good cup of coffee or a good whiskey or a good friend. Cigar Cove can help with a great cigar. You'll have to figure the rest out yourself. It's easy to provide a great cigar when you deal with brands like Arturo Fuente or Rocky Patel. Whether you want to pick up one or two for the weekend or a box for a gift, visit Cigar Cove on the service road in Broussard, one block from Nash's or thecigarcove.com. Do you need professional cleaning? From complete home or business cleaning to fire and water disasters, Superior Contract Cleaning is the only company you'll need. Visit SuperiorContractCleaning.com or call 337-247-5567. Time for you to visit the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Here's what you could score. Right now in the Game Clubhouse, you can score a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou Casino. From game and concert tickets to restaurant gift certificates, you can score big by joining the Game Clubhouse. Go sign up today at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Poll question all of the day on this fired up Monday edition of RP3 and company. Did the college football playoff committee pick the right four teams? Right now, 90% of you say yes. Only 10% say no. Already got 40 votes on this bad boy. Woo-hoo. Wow. Let's get to some comments, shall we? Our buddy Salty Steve. There's always going to be disconnect amongst people who are left out. If anyone who saw Georgia play thinks it matters who the other three teams were, doesn't know football, Stevie Wonder can see that. This ain't Hoosiers. The little guy gets crushed. I love Hoosiers, though. But Steve makes a point. 
JPK, the OD, says yes. If TCU had lost by 14-plus and LSU pulled off the upset against Georgia, then Bama would have had an argument. That didn't play out. Right for in, great year for LSU. They overachieved all season. They didn't lay down in the second half of the SEC championship. We have our coach. We haven't really talked about that, the fact that they kept fighting. Look, LSU wildly overachieved this year. Wildly. I mean, this looked like, talent-wise, this should have been a six- or seven-win team. They got coached up and got to nine, and they'll have a chance at ten in the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, formerly Capital One Bowl, formerly Tangerine Bowl. It's gone through a lot of names. John Paul, the Cajun Daddy, says, now that two Big Ten teams are in the playoffs, it forces the lesser Big Ten teams up into the bowls they should not be in. And so expect almost every overrated Big Ten member to be blasted in their bowl. Big Ten will be lucky to win one or two of their bowl games. Ton says, if Tennessee hadn't lost to Carolina, I'd say they should have gotten in. However, I think the committee got it right for the four teams, as much as I hate to admit it. I still think Ohio State is overrated, but there's no question that these are the top four teams in college football right now. Ralph Bergeron says, I don't like Bama, but I think they're better than Ohio State, even though they have two losses. I'd be willing to bet that if they played Bama, would win by seven. Hashtag SEC, it just means more. They should, but they should have crushed Texas A&M, and they didn't. They should have beat Tennessee, and they didn't. They should have beat LSU. That game shouldn't even been close. They didn't. Should have, would have, could have. That ain't how the world works. Keep those votes coming on the poll question of the day. Keep leaving your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Just make sure you keep it clean for the kids. That's going to do it for hour number one. Hour number two, we'll talk more LSU. We'll get to some Raging Cajuns as well. Maybe even a little Pelicans. That'll be next right here on The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Sparkly and shiny and bold and bright. And this holiday season, Ulta Beauty has something for everyone on your list, even you. Because our kind of holiday is you having your kind of holiday with incredible must-haves like the Dyson hair dryer and a new limited edition blue, shimmery palettes from Morphe and Tarte, plus fragrances from Ariana Grande and more. So revel in that holiday bliss. Head to your local Ulta Beauty or buy online and pick up in store. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. When it comes to the best boudin cracklins in Acadiana, just follow your nose to Billy's Boudin Cracklins. You know the original stuffed pepper jack boudin balls, award-winning boudin cracklins, but you gotta sink your teeth into their variety of fresh and smoked sausages. Stock up on the wide selection of specialty meats as well. They're available at all four locations of Billy's Boudin Cracklins, Opelousas, Scott, Lafayette, or the Crut Springs location now featuring a dine-in area with great burgers and much more cooked to order. Or visit online at billysboudin.com. At Shetler Corley Ford and Don Shetler Chevrolet in Crowley, we go farther for you. Shetler Corley Ford and Don Shetler Chevrolet are owned and operated by the Corley family and have been serving Acadiana for over 54 years. We offer full on-site maintenance and repairs that are performed by factory-trained technicians. When you buy a car, SUV, or truck from us, we take care of you until you buy your next vehicle. We are committed to delivering an ownership experience above and beyond your expectations. That's Shetler Corley Ford and Don Shetler Chevrolet. 
The new Michelin silicon blades last through everything. On a world record-breaking drive from Alaska to South America in unpredictable conditions. Thunderstorms, ice storms, they just don't quit. Rainier Zeitlow shows Michelin Endurance XT silicone wiper blades with advanced quad-tech four-layer coated silicone that repels water, snow, and ice and lasts two times longer than other blades. It's coming down in sheets. Real-world proven. Extreme weather wiping performance. Upgrade to Michelin Endurance XT silicone wiper blades today, only at Walmart. We are Southwest Louisiana's sports station. This is KLWB, Karen Crow, Lafayette, The Game, 1037, KLCJ-FM, Oak Grove, Lake Charles, The Game, 1041, a Delta media station. This game isn't fun. This game is a war. It's time for the two-minute drill. Hurry it up, hurry it up, hurry it up. Powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Come on, let's go, you guys. Get in here, we got to go fast now. The LSU Tigers got steamrolled 50-30 by Georgia in the SEC Championship on Saturday. The quarterback tandem of Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer passed for 502 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. The Tigers could only manage 47 yards rushing. They will face Purdue in the Citrus Bowl on January 2nd. The Raging Cajuns travel to Shreveport to challenge the University of Houston in the Independence Bowl on December 23rd. The New Orleans Saints visit at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight on Monday Night Football. Kickoff is at 7.30. You can listen on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Fred McGriff has been elected to the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, Dale Murphy, Raphael Palmiero, and Don Mattingly failed to collect the necessary votes. The New Orleans Pelicans improved to 15-8 on the season with a 121-106 victory over the Denver Nuggets. They're now just one game behind the first-place Phoenix Suns in the NBA Western Conference. They face the Pistons on Wednesday and the first-place Suns Friday and Sunday. Team USA was eliminated from the World Cup on Saturday. They were defeated by the Netherlands 3-1. I'm Steve Wiley with your two-minute drill on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and World Series champion Houston Astros. The two-minute drill has been powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. This weather update on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is brought to you by Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. Cool and foggy here this Monday morning. Areas of dense fog will be with us until about 9 a.m. Temperatures are in the low to mid-60s. Mostly cloudy, warm, and humid for the afternoon with temperatures on their way into the upper 70s. And as we get into the second half of the day, rain chances will come up to about 30%. So plan on some isolated showers and thunderstorms. For the live Doppler 10 Storm Team Weather Center, I'm Chris Cozart. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3.
college football playoff is set. Georgia, your defending national champs who are undefeated after putting up 50 on LSU in the SEC championship game in Atlanta on Saturday. They're your number one seed. They're taking on number four, Ohio State, who got in courtesy of USC losing its second game of the season when they lost on Friday night to Utah and gave up a bunch of touchdowns late in that ball game. Trojans had a perfect opportunity to punch their ticket, and they did not get the job done. And they get to play an inspired two-lane green wave team, by the way, your American Athletic Championship winners. The green wave having a sensational season. They're going to play in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic up at AT&T Stadium. USC better be motivated to play that ballgame. I'm just saying, they better be motivated to play in that ballgame. So one versus four is Georgia versus Ohio State. Two versus three is going to be Michigan undefeated, Big Ten champs. They're back in the playoff for the second straight year. They're going to be taking on TCU. Horn Frogs losing overtime to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. For the teams that didn't get into the playoff, Alabama gets to play in the Sugar Bowl versus Kansas State. Will Alabama be motivated to play in the Sugar Bowl? Eh. Sometimes we see Alabama, when they're not in the playoff, when they're not taking part in something like that, not be very inspired. We've seen them lose to Utah. We've seen them lose to Oklahoma in the Sugar Bowl. Will they be motivated? I have the same question marks for Clemson who's playing in the Orange Bowl against Tennessee. We already found out that their star embattled quarterback for Clemson has entered the transfer portal. How many other players are going to hit the portal? How many other players are going to be available for the bowl game? I have those questions about Alabama, Clemson, Tennessee, USC. I have those questions about LSU too. Who's going to stick around? It's a big question mark because this is the era we live in now where guys leave. They just leave. They're like, I'm done. Alabama lost his starting left guard. He has two years of eligibility left. He's like, I'm going to go enter in the transfer portal. A starting guard for Alabama decides, "Ah, I don't want to be here anymore. This is the era we live in now. Not thrilled by it, by the way, about that kind of stuff going on, but I, I'm old-fashioned that way. Poll question of the day. Did the college football playoff committee pick the right four teams? Overwhelmingly, 92% of you say yes. 8% say no. Tons of comments. Doug on the Twitter says, these are the four best teams in the playoffs. He says, all you elephant huggers, stop your crying. Calling Tuscaloosa. To defend Grant, if Alabama had one loss and they didn't get in, then I'd be willing to hear that argument. But they lost two games. They lost two games. That's what it boils down to for me. Because it boiled down to Alabama, Tennessee, and Ohio State to get in, right? 
for that fourth spot. And Ohio State got in because they only had the one loss. That's why. You're supposed to win more games than you lose. And Alabama lost more games than the other teams. That's why they're not in. It's just that simple. If TCU had one loss entering into the big 12 championship game, they would have lost their game to Kansas State. They wouldn't be in. Period. The team with one loss got in over the team with two losses. And Ohio State and Alabama and Tennessee and even Penn State, you know what they all didn't do? They all didn't even play for conference championships. They, they, they didn't even get to the point where they actually played for their conference championship. So you're trying to pick between a trio teams that weren't even good enough to play for their conference title. All right. So none of y'all were good enough to play for a conference championship. Okay. Who has the, the least amount of losses out of the group? Okay, you do. All right, thanks. Bye. It's not a hard decision. It really isn't. It's not a hard decision. It just isn't. Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on Martin, who's been patiently waiting. Martin, good morning to you. What's on your mind, brother? Okay, I have to strongly disagree with Grant. And you know I love my Alabama Crimson Tide, but let's face the fact this is probably one of the worst undisciplined teams in the Nick Saban era. You know, do they deserve to be behind Tennessee? No, I don't think so. But for once, I think the the committee, you know, got the rankings right. You know, I mean, Alabama has been on the, you know, you know kind of the, the decline all season long and just barely getting by, you know, teams that they should be blowing out, you know. But do I believe Alabama should have been in? No, absolutely not. And if they would have got in, I wouldn't have been too happy, you know, because they don't deserve it. The four teams that deserve it the most got in, plain and simple, in the story. And another thing I wanted to touch on is, you know me, I hate the Georgia bull mutt, but <laughs> I think it's, 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 it's time we start giving Stetson Bennett the credit that he deserves. All the dude does is win. I mean, and I think he should be the leading candidate for for uh for the Heisman Trophy, not Caleb Williams. Because I mean Caleb Williams had a good season, but is it as uh, look look what Stetson Bennett has done since he's taken over the quarterback role at Georgia. I mean, all he's done is win. But that's all I had to say. But uh should be an interesting playoff and uh have a good one, buddy. Roll tide. Thank you, Martin. I was Vice Chancellor of Erath. Diehard Alabama fan, Martin. About Bennett, look, I think the Heisman race is wide open. Everyone said Caleb Williams was the front runner, but then he gets nicked up a little bit and he, he has a bad second half in that loss on Friday. The TCU quarterback's probably in the mix. Stroud at Ohio State. I would make a case for Bryce Young. Alabama's far better when they had him, and, and he played through injury and played really well. I can't tell you who's going to win the Heisman. I, I It's completely wide open, and I think the vote is going to be immensely close and muddled. And I've seen voters, guys I know who are Heisman voters, talk about 
how difficult it was just to put their, together their ballot. When you start hearing that, it is going to be an interesting Heisman vote, and it's going to be interesting how it all plays out. Let's head back out to the hotline. Welcome on Ralph to the show. Ralph, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Ray. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion on a, a couple of topics. Um, I think the, the playoffs are, are set. That, that's that's fine. Um, but going forward, I, I don't think anybody could have kind of imagined what Nussmeyer would do in that relief role um, in, in one half. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, with the transfer portal and everything, I mean, like you said, I, I, I hate it. But if Jaden Daniels decides to come back again next year, um, you know, what do you think um, the quarterback, and, and of course, you know, we not to dismiss Walker Howard that, that easy either, but, but man, Nussmeyer showed some arm talent the other night that is elite. I mean, he, he, he might make some bad decisions at times, but very few people could make throws that I saw that kid make the other night. And I just kind of wanted to get your take on that. And, and one more thing, Ray, boy, Sean Payton, he's something else. I read over the weekend. <laughs> go ahead. I know what you're going to go ahead. Yeah. He's calling Caleb Williams a generational talent that, that could change the league, and now he's lobbying for the uh, NFL to go to a uh, lottery system, uh, much like basketball, where the, all the teams that aren't in the playoffs would have ping pong balls, you know, to uh, uh, get the number one pick. And, you know, so – I guess he's anticipating maybe going to Denver. Maybe they don't make the playoffs next year, and he wants a shot at uh, Caleb Williams. But I just wanted your opinion on the NFL going to a lottery as well. Yeah, have a good, great day, buddy. Thank you, bud. Appreciate the phone call. The, the lottery system, and Sean Payton had floated that over the weekend. I, I don't see them going to that. It'd be interesting if they did. But I don't know if they would go to that. The, the NFL is very rigid in what they're wanting to do and how they're wanting to do things that they wouldn't do it. And if they did make that decision, they would have to target a date down the road. And then you would see all these teams essentially kind of tanking to get the best players before they had to go to the lottery format where a team that, you know, would be seven or nine or, or, or you know, eight and nine rather – misses the playoffs, could get the number one overall pick. That would be an absolute game changer for the NFL. And, you know, is Caleb Williams a generational talent? Maybe. Kid seems talented, but I I always struggle with anointing guys coming out of college because it's so hard to make the transition from college to the pros. It just is. We, we, we see the, the graveyard of highly touted college quarterbacks turning out to be terrible or at best mediocre quarterbacks in the NFL. And, and teams overdraft them where they shouldn't be drafted. They overpay for them because everyone's desperate to have a competent quarterback. See the New Orleans Saints. As for the Nuss bus. I would be stunned if Jaden Daniels, Garrett Nussmeyer, and Walker Howard are all on the team next season. I was surprised that Nuss stayed. Now, Nuss, obviously, we know his dad is a coach for the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys. So, he's a coach's son. I jokingly said 
Nussmeyer coming in there nearly throwing for 300 yards in the second half was essentially him putting stuff on on audition tape for the transfer portal. It's going to be hard to keep all three. If Jaden wants to come back, has Jaden done enough to prove to NFL teams that he's worthy of being drafted? I don't think so. I think another year would be good. And we already know that Walker Howard is the heir apparent, right? That was the number one priority for Brian Kelly and his staff when he took over is to make sure Walker Howard is still coming to LSU. So if Walker Howard's the future and Jane Daniels is going to come back another year, where does that leave Garrett Nussmeyer, who has phenomenal arm talent? Phenomenal arm talent. And Ralph's right. Man, he makes some throws. But he's also got that Brett Favre in him, right? Where he's going to be making throws that he shouldn't make. Kid is not scared. Not scared whatsoever of getting hit. Not scared of making throws into tight windows. The kid is immensely confident. But what do you do in that quarterback room? Because eventually you're going to have to give the keys to Walker Howard. Where does that leave Garrett Nussmeyer? Now, if Jane Daniels decides, you know what, I'm going to opt for the NFL draft, then you don't really have an issue because then you can just have an open quarterback competition between Nussmeyer and Howard in the spring. And maybe you could even carry that into fall camp if you wanted to. And one of them's going to win the job, and the other one's going to be the backup. And and Walker Howard isn't the type of kid I don't believe to transfer out and enter the transfer portal. Him playing at LSU is a legacy deal for him because his daddy played there and played the same position he played. So there's something to that, right? That's part of that. So even if Walker didn't win the job as a redshirt freshman because they're going to redshirt him this year, I wouldn't anticipate Walker saying, well, I'm going to take my toys and go down, you know, to somebody else's house. Like, I, I I don't think he's built that way. He waited his turn at STM to be the guy. His dad played at LSU. He, You know, I, I just don't see it. So, you kind of have that advantage a little bit because Walker's really not going to go anywhere. I think the big key for LSU in their quarterback room is going to be Jane Daniels. Is Jane going to come back for another year? Obviously, he was your starter this year. You're going to roll with him as your starter. If he's going to come back, I wouldn't be surprised if Nussmeyer says, you know what, I've played here, I've liked playing here, but you know what, I want an opportunity to start, and I believe I'm good enough to start, and I believe I'm good enough to be able to have that job. Put your name in the transfer portal, and someone would scoop up Garrett Nussmeyer in a heartbeat. He would not have problems receiving offers immediately. But you just don't know with kids these days. You just don't know. You don't know who's talking to them. You don't know if they have other motives that inspire them to play football. It's hard to get a read on a lot of these kids these days. So I don't know. But I do believe Daniels is the key there. Is he going to come back? If Jaden decides to come back, I don't know how you're going to have Jaden Daniels, Garrett Nussmeyer, and Walker Howard on the same team. We got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros. We supply the sports. 
The Buffalo Wings are up to you. Tell me what wingy. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Here is your traffic update on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Keep in mind, it's a school day, buses and distracted kids. On top of that, we're under a dense fog advisory till 9 o'clock. No new accidents to report right now if you see one, 706-0119. Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. Buffalo Wild Wings has new happy hour deals, three to six bucks from three to six every weekday. That's your traffic report on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is your home for the McNeese Coaches Show. From football in the fall through baseball in the spring, the McNeese Coaches Show is where you can hear from the Cowboy coaches themselves. Join host Jim Gazzolo every Wednesday night at 6 for the McNeese Coaches Show, presented by Maplewood Burgers, Line of Bed out of Westlake, and the Southwest Louisiana Law Center. The game is your home for the McNeese Coaches Show. Do you feel left out in the cold, not respected by your current employer? Would you like full benefits, competitive pay, paid vacation, paid holidays, paid sick leave, health insurance, a life insurance policy, and a 401k plan? Are you a licensed plumber who is looking to work with a great company? Then Ace Plumbing wants you. Come work with a reputable plumbing company that is recognized for quality service. They offer full benefits, competitive pay, paid vacations, paid holidays, paid sick leave, health insurance, a life insurance policy, and 401k. Does your current employer offer such an opportunity? Probably not. So why wait? They're looking for a licensed plumber. So begin your career today working for a great company who wants to reward you for a job well done. Ace Plumbing, where reputation precedes all doubt. Call or stop by to begin a new life with a new job at a great company. Ace Plumbing. Call 896-8155 today. That's 896-8155. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Community is when you walk in a business and they know you by name. These local businesses are proud to call Acadiana home. They're proud to be certified South Louisiana. This is Joel Fruge from Acadiana Prescription Shop, inviting you to experience the service and confidence of getting your prescription filled by people who know you and your health care needs. Our service is fast and always friendly. Acadiana Prescription Shop, next to Champagne's in Lafayette's Oil Center. Bearwood Furniture Center carries quality indoor and outdoor furniture that's constructed from solid wood. Do you need furniture now? Bearwood Furniture Center has a large variety of furniture in stock. From our showroom to your home, Bearwood Furniture Center, Exit 7 in Karen Crow or BearwoodFurnitureCenter.com. Cafe 20.3 is a casual, comfortable place for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Sit outside on the bank or roll through the drive-thru. Enjoy boudin burritos for breakfast, shrimp and grits, plate lunches, and 12 beers on tap. Cafe 20.3 on the corner of General Mouton and University. Eat, drink, and chill. Support our local community and shop certified South Louisiana. 
Here on RP3 and Company, everyone is apparently part of the game family. Brother, 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 brother. Seriously, how many brothers does Ray have? Good morning to you, brother. Back to Ray and all of his brothers, right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Been talking a lot about the college football playoff and LSU and how they ended their season in the SEC championship game. Let's talk a little Louisiana Raging Cajuns, shall we? They didn't play a game over the weekend, but they are going to a bowl game. As expected and as projected by many, they're going to be making the short trip up to Shreveport to play in the Independence Bowl for the first time in program history. I do believe they're going to be taking on the University of Houston Cougars. Go Cougs. Raging Cajuns, Cougars, December 23rd, 2 o'clock, kick. That's right. That's the way to start off the holiday weekend. little action in Shreveport at lovely Independence Stadium. And for the Cajuns, it's been an up-and-down season. Lots of turnover. Right? Not only did they lose Billy Napier, and he took staff members, including the video guy, and he, I'm pretty sure he took the kitchen sink with him to Gainesville. He also took, you know, Osiris Torrance, who made the announcement over the weekend that he is declaring for the NFL draft. Yeah, he more than likely could be a first-round draft pick. They overcame all of that. Took them a while to find their identity. Took them a while to get chemistry. Took them a while to get healthy across the offensive line. Yet they found a way to get to bowl eligibility under Coach Dez in his first year. And... Now they get to play an extra game, and they get to all those extra practices to further develop their guys for next season. This is the thing that coaches love having more than anything is, yeah, you get another chance to play a game. That's great. And the Cajuns can get a bowl victory and get to seven wins and have a winning record. All that's amazing. But for Coach Dez and his staff, they get additional two weeks of practices here to prepare and to evaluate the talent that they have which is great. And they'll get the opportunity to win a bowl game, to, to have a kind of a championship, if you will, so to speak. And he talked about that yesterday when they were at the Double Tree for their banquet and, of course, for the press conference announcing where they'd be going for the bowl game. And Coach Des talked about ending the season on a high note. Well, that means everything to us. That was what we, you know, the beginning of the year, we said our goal was to to be champions, you know, and uh, certainly, you know, a bowl championship is something to be proud of. And so for us, you know, we had to shift gears and shift focus into that. Um, but for us, that was the focus, you know, about, you know, a couple weeks after the midway point, you know, we knew we were out of contention for a Western Division title. It's like, well, next thing we can do is go win a bowl game. So we had to focus on that and work really hard towards that goal. And our kids have done a phenomenal job. So for us, it means everything. You know, get to finish the year on a high note. Um, certainly getting in is a, is a boost. Uh, but, you know, anytime you have a chance to win your last game of the year, that, that's, that's definitely some momentum moving forward. Not only do they can build that momentum heading into the spring, they also get the additional practices to evaluate their guys and see who they have moving forward. But 
the date of this year's Independence Bowl being December 23rd, how much of a benefit is that going to be for Coach Des and his staff when it comes to recruiting in particular for the first recruiting period, the early signing period? In my mind, yeah. Um, you know, recruiting's already started this past weekend, you know, with contact period opening back up. Um, that gives you three weekends, you know, for official visits. That gives you two full weeks for recruiting on the road, um, coaches, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it could have worked out a whole lot better. I mean, we're excited. I mean, the venue, you know, the bowl game itself, you know, being in state, the fact that it is the 23rd, um, it's still before Christmas for our players, you know, all those things. I, th I just think it worked out really, really favorably for us. And I, I'm, like I said, I couldn't be more excited about the opportunity, but even just the circumstances and the way things kind of set up leading up to it, I, I think it's nothing but good. A lot of good here. You get, you get the chance to get to seven wins. You get the chance to win a bowl game. The extra practices is going to aid you in recruiting as well. It's a lot of just – a lot of checks being marked off here, right? Now, this matchup is intriguing. I think for both programs and both fan bases, they were hoping that their teams would perform better. Both programs had inconsistencies. They have immense talent. And they're probably better than their record indicates. Not only for the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, who ended the regular season 6-6, six and six, but also the Houston Cougars, who are 7-5. and five. There were higher expectations for the Cougs as well. And Des was asked, you know, is this maybe the best 6-6 six, six versus 7-5 matchup? I hope so. I guess we'll find out. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I have a ton of respect for, for Houston and for that program and what they've done. And uh, for us, I think it's a... It's a matchup we can get excited about for sure. You know, I mean, our players, you know, we'd have been, we'd have been happy to play anywhere, anybody. I mean, honestly. Um, but, you know, the reality of it is when you play a team like Houston that, you know, certainly them moving up to the Big 12, um, all those things that go into it. But then, you know, I mean, just the brand Houston and the name and recognition and for a lot of our kids, Louisiana, East Texas kids, I mean, they're all familiar with Houston. So for us, it's just, it's a, it's a great situation for us to get to go and go play a really good team. Also, Gives them an opportunity to go head-to-head -head and possibly defeat a team that may be recruiting the same type of players that they're recruiting. That is something also to be mindful of as well. Zion Hill Green, the former Catholic High of New Iberia star. He's been a stalwart, been a team captain, a leader for the Raging Cajuns. And, you know, he's one sack shy of holding the all-time sack record in program history. And now he didn't get the sack in the regular season finale against Texas State, but now he's got a bowl game to become the all-time sack leader in Raging Cajun history. And Zion talked about having that opportunity presented to him. Uh, you know, uh, once I saw who was playing, I was one of the things that popped up in my head, you know. Uh, but like Coach Dad said, he's going to give me the best opportunity at getting the sack, you know. And when the opportunity comes, I just have to cash it in. You know, I have to make it work. So uh, I'm ready to play, you know. I'm ready to be. We're in Louisiana, so we're going to have the crowd here with us, you know. So that's something I'm looking forward to. He's such a humble dude. Such a good kid. He's a, he's a young man now. I've covered him long enough from high school on through. And he's one of those guys that you just can't help but not be impressed by. Does it the right way. Committed battled through injuries, battled through different coaches, right? Stuck with it. He's just a stand-up, 
guy. He's kind of the, the prototype of what you want a college athlete to be. Can't wait and hope he gets the opportunity to break the sack record in the bowl game. That would be amazing. we got to take a timeout. We'll talk more about the Louisiana Raging Cajuns <clears throat> later on in today's show and throughout this week, obviously, and leading up to the bowl game. Once again, Cajuns playing the Cougars of the University of Houston in the Independence Bowl there in Shreveport at Independence Stadium. That'll be December 23rd, 2 o'clock in the afternoon will be the kick. We got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up. Our first guest of the day, Jeff Palermo, joins us from Tiger Rag Radio. That's coming up next right here on The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros. This is Brett Musburger's Action Update. New Orleans Saints, a three-point road dog at Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football today, the total 41. The Saints are 10-0 against the spread in their last 10 road games in the second meeting of the season against an opponent. The college football playoff is set. The Georgia Bulldogs are the favorite to win the national championship at $1.30. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites over Ohio State of the Peach Bowl at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And Michigan's a nine-point favorite over TCU in the Fiesta Bowl in the other college football playoff semifinal. Those semifinals coming up on New Year's Eve, December 31st. 50% off site-wide at omahasteaks.com and save an additional $30 when you enter the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, at checkout at omahasteaks.com. For the latest sports betting news and information, 24-7, 365, go to vsin.com. Mike Sennett on the game. Have your home or business professionally cleaned before the holidays by Superior Contract Cleaning. From a one-time cleaning to regularly scheduled housekeeping, call the pros at 337-247-5567. Superior Contract Cleaning. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Louisiana only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Samstown Shreveport Casino. Could rust be a sign of an electrical problem? Coming up next from Mr. Electric. Next time you do your spring cleaning, check out your electrical panel. If you notice rust around the bottom or sides, it may mean moisture is getting in your system, and that is not good. It's a particularly big problem in homes over 25 years that have older panels. And until electricity and water start acting their age and decide they can play well together, I'd call a pro to check it out. If you have a home that's over 25 years old, you may have an FPE electrical panel and it's time to have that changed. Here's Sean Dore for Mr. Electric. Those breakers and those panels are obsolete. Uh, they did make a replacement breaker for them, but they're not UL listed. So even though you put it in, it's still not a safe panel to have in your home. To learn more about the safety of your home, visit MrElectric.com. 
Do you need professional cleaning? From complete home or business cleaning to fire and water disasters, Superior Contract Cleaning is the only company you'll need. Visit SuperiorContractCleaning.com or call 337-247-5567. You know a smart speaker is only as smart as the person using it. You big dummy. It's time for you to be smarter and ask your Alexa to enable the game skill. My boy's wicked smart. You can enable it by saying the game Southwest Louisiana. So be smart and have your Alexa play the best live and local sports talk around. All right, let's get it. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. RP3 is known across Acadiana as a master of the English language. You look at all the guys that they got. Clinton Anukoraru, oof, and I don't know how to pronounce this young man's name. TJ Falola. More like a master of broken English, that is. They also added an inside linebacker, Casey Wasawi. These names are killing me, man. I even practiced <laughs> last night. Me fail English? That's impossible. Now back to that silky smooth delivery of RP3 and Company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, he does it all. Co-host of Tiger Rag Radio. He also is the news and sports director for the Louisiana Radio Network. He also does Southland Conference televised games. He also works high schools. He does it all. Jeff Palermo joins us now. Buddy, how was your weekend? Oh, it's a good weekend. Good weekend. Started off with the uh, impressive win by Vermilion Catholic over uh, St. Martin's Episcopal. In Abbeville, that was fun. Um, great to see VC back in the state championship game. A really good team, good defense. Um, they, they were fun to watch on Friday. They were, and they get a chance to take on uh, a Wachita Christian Thursday yeah. night in the state championships. Uh, that'll be, of course, the select Division Four title game. That'll be the nightcap two games on Thursday, three on Friday, and three on Saturday. All right, speaking of Saturday and championship games, LSU played in one this past Saturday. Uh, let's start off with the fact of, I, I'll ask you this, what's happened to LSU's defense in the last couple of games? Because they're getting manhandled, and we kind of expected Georgia, but it's back-to-back games. They were manhandled by Texas A&M up front, and they got pushed around again you know, up front, shut down that running game. Tigers couldn't do anything running the football. George was like, you got to beat us through the air. Uh, what do you make of the Tigers' defense the last couple of games? I would say this is a really good LSU defense. They're just not a great defense. And even if you go back to the Tennessee game, um, that was a game where Tennessee just kind of marched up and down on the field against them. And you know, I saw some of the comments from some, I guess you could call it optimistic LSU fans, saying, hey, uh, you know, they lost by 20, but the game really wasn't that close. If you if you take away the um, block field goal return for a touchdown and the uh, interception off of uh, Jack Besh's helmet, 
you know, LSU's kind of right in this game. But I would say I never felt like LSU's defense can really come up with a key stop in this game. I'm like, I, I just, you never felt during the course of the game that LSU can figure out a way to stop Georgia. And, and if you allow a team to rush for 255 yards against you and throw for another 274, you know, especially the 255 number as far as rushing, you, you really weren't in the game. <laughs> you really weren't. And, and Georgia's quarterback, Stetson Bennett, 23 of 29, 274 and four touchdowns. And you never sacked him. So I don't, you know, I, I think you're almost lucky that you, you only lost by 20. If it wasn't for, you know, Nussmeyer kind of slinging a ball around there in the second half and Georgia just kind of allowing Ellis. I don't want to say allowing. I mean, LSU made some plays there and they were able to get some touchdown drives in the second half. But, I mean, you just never felt LSU really had much of a glimmer of hope in this game. Um, so, I, I guess to answer your question, I, I think the thing that I've kind of told people is, I really think that this team kind of peaked with the Alabama game and they look tired in the Arkansas game. They look tired in the A&M game and they just looked like they were worn out uh, against Georgia. And I think a lot of this Raymond just goes back to the fact of what we saw in the, uh, what we said in the off season, there's just not a lot of depth on this team. You know, they don't have, you know, they don't have eight, you know seven or eight guys that they can rotate on that defensive line. They don't have you know five or six good linebackers or, or a, a bunch of defensive backs. You know their front line players are pretty good, and they can play well. And 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 Matt House has done a terrific job with them. But I just think as the season wore down, this these guys just kind of they ran out of gas. So I'm kind of interested to see you give them basically a month off. Uh, let's see what they look like in Orlando against Purdue. Yeah, you know, they get the time off. They're going to get healthy. I'm also going to be interested to see, and, and Brian Kelly was very, you know, forthright about this, about guys entering the portal. And, yeah. you know, Kelly's like, look, we're going to tell guys if they want to declare for the draft or they want to enter the portal, we're going to have conversations. So he's going to spend this time recruiting new players, but I think he's going to spend time also recruiting maybe some of his own players because we're already seeing guys left and right with other programs enter the transfer portal um, at, at a kind of a crazy tick because this is the era that we live in. The other thing that stood out to me about this game, you know, obviously Georgia couldn't run the football, is that LSU was able to pass the ball very well. Even before Daniels got injured, he was able to chuck it now. You know, Nuss comes in, and I made the joke, Jeff, that he was putting together his NCAA transfer portal tape because he was just chucking it all around the field. Uh, what would you make of what they were able to do passing against a vaunted Georgia defense? I don't know how much I take from it, to be honest with you, Raymond. I, I mean, I, I've watched this for a long time. The game was, you know, 35-7 to 7 at one point, it's true. right? It was 35-10 to 10 at half. I mean, do you think Georgia's defense when they went in the locker room you know, was uh, and came out for the second half was uh, was 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 zoned in on this game. Was focused. Was, uh, probably uh, not. No. <laughs> uh, no. No. I, no. I, I, I mean, 
and then you catch, and then, and I would imagine probably Georgia did a little preparing for Nussmeyer because the, the question was, is, is Jaden Daniels healthy for the SEC championship game? So he comes in there and, and they make some plays and, 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 he, and he does what a lot of backup quarterbacks do, right? They just, they look good for a half <laughs> because the defense is not right. And, and again, the game's out of hand. It, it, it's a blowout. Um, you know, the, the time that Georgia really needed to make a play, they made a play on that fourth down and one run play, which was, uh, to me, a kind of a bad play call. But other than that, um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I just can't sit here and say, hey, look at this. I mean, Nussmeyer <laughs> and Nussmeyer might be a, a really good quarterback when it's all said and done. He could be, but I can't I can't make any definitive judgments on him going out there and uh, throwing for as many yards that he can, you know, the, the what, I mean, you, you could point to the fact of the, the number of yards that he threw for, but I can also sit there and say, yeah, but he also went 15 of 27. You know, that's not, that's not a good completion percentage as well. So, and turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. Two turnovers there. Um, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think Jaden Daniels is your quarterback. I don't know if Nussmeyer gets in the transfer portal. Uh, it, it's it's such a hard thing to read. You don't really have a good feeling of what the coaches think about Walker Howard. I mean, they, they say great good things about him. I, I mean, Garrett probably, he could probably read the room. You know, that's why I think a lot of these guys get into the transfer portal. They read the room. They see who the coaches favor, and uh, they, they recognize, hey, maybe this might not be the spot for me. So, um well, I guess we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I know a lot of people were excited about it, but I just can't. I, I've seen it so many times. You know, the, the, the backup comes in there in a blowout game and throws for a bunch of yards, but it's just really – it's just empty yards in, in the end. Jeff, do you believe that all three of these guys, Daniels, Nussmeyer and Walker Howard, all three will be on this roster for next fall? I think Daniels and Walker Howard are certainly on this roster. So you think and, you, 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 you think Jaden's going to come I, back? I don't, I, I don't know on the, on the Garrett Nussmeyer. I don't it, – it, it, it's hard. Like I just said, it, it's just kind of hard to, to gauge where that's at. But I, I think Jaden Daniels is back. I don't think he's – I don't think he's NFL material. I, I don't – not yet. I, I think he's there, there's another step in his game that he needs to – and I will say this. I mean, Malik Neighbors did give a very uh, true statement in the post game about how Garrett Nussmeyer threw balls up there and let their receivers go out and make plays, and that's the biggest criticism against Jaden Daniels is that he wasn't uh, maybe aggressive enough at times. Well, in the NFL, man, I mean – 70 80 percent of your passes you got to trust on your receiver right they're not they're not going to be just correct wide open uh so if if he's having issues with that right now in the college level he doesn't have a chance in the nfl so that's something he's got to develop uh in one more year in college in my mind does Kayshawn butte play in the bowl game I don't think Kayshawn's on this team next year. I think he's in the NFL draft. Um, mm, I'm going to say he will not be in a bowl game. 
uh, no inside information, just uh, a little bit of a gut feeling. So this team is now going to gear up for a bowl game. They get the extra practices. They can rest. They can do all of that. And they're taking on a Purdue team that did play for the Big Ten Championship. I know the West Division is awful. I understand. <laughs> I understand Iowa and its high-powered offense, you know, kind of, you know, uh, peed on itself and, and didn't get to play for the, the conference championship. But it's still going to be a, a pretty good bowl game. They still get to go down to Orlando and everything like that. Do you expect the Tigers to be motivated to get to 10 wins and end the season with a win? Yes, I think there will be there will be some – High motivation. I, I think there's probably a lot of guys on that team that are, are very disappointed with how things have ended. Um, you know, losing A&M, losing to Georgia, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I, I know there's going to be some guys that are not going to play. Purdue's going to have – heck, Purdue might have an interim head coach for this game. It was Scott Satterfield leaving Louisville to take the job at Cincinnati. I mean, the, the speculation is Jeff Brown will jump from Purdue to Louisville. So I guess we'll we'll see. I don't I don't know. I mean that's just maybe too much uh, Twitter speculation. I shouldn't really buy into it all much, but it, it makes sense. So you, you don't know. Um, you know Purdue's going to have its defections, and and a lot of times it comes down to you know who wants to win a game more. Uh, I, I would imagine you know for Purdue getting a chance to play the SEC West champions that that's going to be motivation for them. Uh, and a chance to to beat them. I mean, that that would be a significant win for Purdue. So I, I see both teams going at it pretty hard here in in this game. I, I think it'll be, I think it's a good game. I mean, I think it's uh, it's a game. It's a it's a winnable game for LSU, and I, I think it would be important. I, I like what Brian Kelly said uh, in uh, yesterday when uh, after the announcement that you know inside their building, I think everyone recognizes how successful a season it is that they've already had. But man, when you hit that ten win mark, um, that just uh, that that's a that's a big statement considering where they were, um, you know, thirteen months ago. It feels different. It sounds different. The the, the ten yeah. wins. It just it just does. Wrapping up our conversation with Jeff Palermo, you can hear him every Tuesday night right here on the game for Tiger Rag Radio. Great two hours of all things LSU talk. Jeff, let's talk about the women's basketball team because you know there's been a lot of talk about the fact that the non-conference schedule isn't exactly challenging they're not playing a bunch of world beaters Kim Mulkey's team isn't they have high expectations but they've been tested now in back-to-back games against in-state opponents now they've got the wins and they but are you surprised by them being tested by the likes of Tulane in southeastern Louisiana yeah, I mean, to only win by eight points against Southeastern, that was a big surprise. And then to only score 63 points in that game, I would say that's that's a pretty big surprise. Uh, you know, it's Tulane is uh, is a is a program that has really given LSU fits. I mean, it, it's like their Super Bowl, right? When Tulane women's basketball plays against LSU women's basketball, that's that's their big game. Um, because if they're if, if you look at any program on Tulane's campus that's been somewhat successful or you know consistent, I would say it's probably Tulane women's basketball. Uh, and you make a little bit of a case for baseball, but baseball's had some down years here lately. So, so yeah, I, I would you know I, I think it's um, 
I think it shows that uh, this team is probably, you know, they're not ranked in the top 10 and maybe these last two games are a reason why they shouldn't be because they're, they're, they're just not there quite yet um, as far as being a, a top 10 team. So, um, you know, they're, they're getting obviously great performances from Angel Reese. Um, you know, I, I, I I think it's probably, I bet you Kim Mulkey enjoys the fact that they're getting tested like this. Uh, it gives her really something to really point to and to coach them up. So let's see, let's see how they, uh, you know, they got, I mean, they should probably, their next game is against UNO on Sunday. They should probably crush them. And Lamar is um, not a great team. So they're still not really going to face anyone. The only power five school that they're going to face before they get into SEC play is Oregon state. When they go out to Hawaii in a couple of weeks, so, um, you know, they were picked to finish fourth in the SEC, and that's probably, or was it third? It was something like that. Third, I think it was probably third behind South Carolina and Tennessee. So, um, I, I think this is good to, to get a little tested here and see. But, um, you know, they're 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 not just going to show up and, and beat teams by twenty points all season long. And I think that's what we've kind of learned here over these last two games against Southeastern and Tulane. Jeff. Appreciate your time as always, brother. Enjoy your week. Have a great Tiger Rag Radio this week, and we'll talk to you next Monday, bud. All right. Sounds good, Raymond. We got to take a timeout. We'll wrap up our number two and give you an update on that poll question of the day as well. That's all coming up next right here on The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion Houston Astros. This is V-Sins Brent Musburger, and you are listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Here is your traffic update on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Trouble on this foggy Monday morning. There's an accident at Collie's Saloon and West Pinhook, another one at Ridge Road and South Domingue Avenue. If you see a problem, call 706-0119. Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. Buffalo Wild Wings has new happy hour deals, three to six bucks from three to six every weekday. That's your traffic report on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N-info.com. It's Mike at Armentor Jewelers, and there's no better way to show someone how much you care than with a gift of fine jewelry. So this holiday, when you're searching for just the right thing for that special someone, let Armentor Jewelers provide the help. We'll make suggestions, search our inventory, or create something just for you. 
Our promise is to provide more options, better value, and more dedicated service in a relaxed, no-pressure atmosphere. So for engagement rings, fashion items, lab-grown diamond jewelry, and more, shop local, shop smart, shop Armentor Jewelers. Online, Park Lafayette, and New Iberia. It's time to gear up for the holiday season. Head over to NFLShop.com today for the largest collection of officially licensed gear from all your favorite brands. NFL Shop is your ultimate gifting destination for jerseys, t-shirts, headwear, and more. Take your game day style to the next level with the best selection of NFL gear anywhere. Show off your team pride this holiday season with styles fit for the whole family. To shop now, go to NFLShop.com. Poll question of the day. Did the college football playoff committee pick the right four teams? That was our poll question of the day. It is our poll question of the day. 88% of you say yes. 12% say no. Plenty of comments on this bad boy. Appreciate everyone who has commented. Dun, 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 I think they got it right. I feel like they got it right. I know they got it right. They just did. When it comes to this, they have. Once again, we debated about it earlier on today's show. If Alabama only had one loss, then you could have an argument. But they had two losses. And we're talking about the committee picking from teams. Ohio State did not play for a conference championship. Alabama did not play for a conference championship. Tennessee did not play for a conference championship. Okay, so you got three teams that did not get the job done during the regular season enough to win their division and even play for a conference championship. Didn't get the job done. Whether it was injuries or lack of discipline or whatever it may be, they didn't get the job done. And what happened? They got left out. So then it came down to who of those three that didn't play for conference titles, who are you going to take? And they took the team that only had one loss. And their loss was to an undefeated team that won its conference. That's why Ohio State's in. That's going to do it for hour number two. Hour number three, we'll kick it off with David Harrison from the Locked On Bucks podcast. That's next right here on The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Have your home or business professionally cleaned before the holidays by Superior Contract Cleaning. From a one-time cleaning to regularly scheduled housekeeping, call the pros at 337-247-5567. Superior Contract Cleaning. Many families in Acadiana and southwest Louisiana face hunger every day, and with food prices hitting record highs, more people than ever are turning to Second Harvest Food Bank for help. Second Harvest provides food and support to hundreds of food pantries, shelters, schools, nutrition programs, and other partners in your community. Join the fight against hunger by volunteering, making a donation, or holding a food drive. Find out all the ways you can help by going online to no-hunger.org. That's no-hunger.org for Second Harvest Food Bank. Managing a company is challenging. The appearance of your business can affect how much money you make. First impressions matter. Let the professionals at Ladybug's Parking Lot Sweeping maintain your commercial property so you can focus on other things. They are an extra set of eyes dedicated to keeping your property clean, safe, and organized. They will remove hazards, fill potholes, sweep, install bumpers, pressure wash, and vacancy cleaning. 
If it has anything to do with parking lots or property maintenance, Ladybugs is a one-stop shop. Like them on Facebook. Search LadybugsParkingLotSweeping.com. Sparkly and shiny and bold and bright. And this holiday season, Ulta Beauty has something for everyone on your list, even you. Because our kind of holiday is you having your kind of holiday with incredible must-haves like the Dyson hair dryer and a new limited edition blue, shimmery palettes from Morphe and Tarte, plus fragrances from Ariana Grande and more. So revel in that holiday bliss. Head to your local Ulta Beauty or buy online and pick up in store. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Do you need professional cleaning? From complete home or business cleaning to fire and water disasters, Superior Contract Cleaning is the only company you'll need. Visit SuperiorContractCleaning.com or call 337-247-5567. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, we are Southwest Louisiana's sports station. KLWB, Karen Crow, Lafayette. The Game, 1037. KLCJ FM, Oak Grove, Lake Charles. The Game, 1041, a Delta Media station. This game isn't fun. This game is a war. It's time for the two minute drill. Hurry it up, hurry it up, hurry it up. Powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Come on, let's go, you guys. Get in, we gotta go fast now. The LSU Tigers got steamrolled 50-30 by Georgia in the SEC Championship on Saturday. The quarterback tandem of Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer passed for 502 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. The Tigers could only manage 47 yards rushing. They will face Purdue in the Citrus Bowl on January 2nd. The Raging Cajuns travel to Shreveport to challenge the University of Houston in the Independence Bowl on December 23rd. The New Orleans Saints visit at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight on Monday Night Football. Kickoff is at 7.30. You can listen on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Fred McGriff has been elected to the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, Dale Murphy, Raphael Palmiero, and Don Mattingly failed to collect the necessary votes. The New Orleans Pelicans improved to 15-8 on the season with a 121-106 victory over the Denver Nuggets. They're now just one game behind the first-place Phoenix Suns in the NBA Western Conference. They face the Pistons on Wednesday and the first-place Suns Friday and Sunday. Team USA was eliminated from the World Cup on Saturday. They were defeated by the Netherlands 3-1. I'm Steve Wiley with your two-minute drill on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and World Series champion, Houston Astros. The two-minute drill has been powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. This weather update on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is brought to you by Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. Cool and foggy here this Monday morning. Areas of dense fog will be with us until about 9 a.m. Temperatures are in the low to mid-60s. Mostly cloudy, warm, and humid for the afternoon with temperatures on their way into the upper 70s. And as we get into the second half of the day, rain chances will come up to about 30%, so plan on some isolated showers and thunderstorms. For the live Doppler 10 Storm Team Weather Center, I'm Chris Cozart. Oh, yeah. 
everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. We spent the majority of today's show talking college football, and rightfully so. We know the playoff field. It's now been set. We know where the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, the Tulane Green Wave, and the LSU Tigers are going for their bowl games. But you know what? There's still plenty to talk about about the pro game in particular. Monday Night Football, NFC South Showdown. New Orleans Saints versus Tampa Bay Bucks. Both teams are desperate for a win. And to give us some insight from the Buccaneers' perspective is David Harrison, the co-host of the Locked on Bucks podcast. He joins us now on RP3 and Company. Good morning, brother. How are you? Yeah, good morning to you as well. I appreciate you having me on. Well, let's start about this season for Tampa Bay because, look, I know they lost some pieces. I know that a coaching change but they still have so many of those guys that have been part of the great success in recent years. They still have their playmakers. What's been ailing Tampa Bay this year from your perspective? Yeah, by and large, I mean, it's, so it, it's the offense, right? That's, that's kind of the easy way of putting it, but it's, it's what is happening on the offense from a week-to-week basis. That is really kind of the question mark. And, and you know, in, in the most recent loss to the Cleveland Browns, the offense, you would argue, uh, probably had done enough to, to get away with a win and even maybe, you know, had the ability to potentially squeak out a win there at the end of regulation, certainly had some opportunities to get a win in overtime, uh, but that by and large coaching decisions kind of uh, derailed things there, and that's really the big question the Bucks uh, are going to have to answer coming to this weekend is this is kind of the first time where you can really point the finger and just, just look at Todd Bowles and that coaching staff and say, you cost this team uh, this game. And, and all the other ones you could potentially say, well, if they, they executed better, if they blocked better, if they ran better, uh, then, you know, things work out, but in and this loss to the Cleveland Browns, it's it's on Todd Bowles and his coaching staff. So, uh, you know, you've already got a roster that's kind of fighting itself, whether it's it's trying to get, you know, one of the league's worst running attacks and not the uh, worst running attack on track. But then at the same time, some some normal stars, Tom Brady and Mike Evans, just kind of look out of sync uh, lately. And then, again, going back to that Browns loss in overtime, there was a pass that ideally, you know, or usually I guess you would say that Brady and Evans connect on it. And on that play, they just don't connect on it. They do. They probably come away with a win. So it's just, it's kind of the, if it can go wrong, it's going to go wrong. Uh, but by and large, you know, the coaching staff has to be uh, putting these, these players in a position to win. If that's not happening, then I don't care who your opponent is, you're not going to come away uh, with the result that you want. The offense looks out of sorts. You mentioned uh, kind of disjointed, yeah. not, not on the same page. You, you have Godwin, you have Evans, you still have Fournette, you got Tom Brady. What's going on with the offense? Why are they so out of sorts? Why? Are they not up at the same kind of caliber, the same type of uh, type of performance that we've been accustomed to seeing in recent years? Yeah, it just it just kind of feels like it's a group of guys that it's almost like they forgot how to play together, almost. And and you know you you wonder there's obviously the lingering clouds of you know was it Tom Brady's retirement, then unretirement? Was it the the vacation during training camp that maybe you know cost some things and. You know, this is this is a game where uh, and Saints fans and, and you guys have been able to witness it with Drew Brees and some of his targets uh, over the years past. That trust is, is a big part of it. If you don't trust each other uh, in some way, shape, or form, then it's really hard to kind of manufacture that that trust on the football field. And you just kind of wonder if, if something 
broke that trust, whether it was one of those one of those items or whether it's just kind of the approach uh, to the season. And, and here we are again in December, and we've got rumors of Tom Brady looking for you know his future uh, escape versus focusing on what's going on with the Buccaneers. And, and you know, look, we don't know just how true those really are, but uh, you know, we found out during this off season that some of the rumors we heard last December were indeed true. And so you just kind of wonder if if this is just kind of a culmination of, of things where maybe not everybody is tuned into exactly what's going on inside the room and they're more tuned into kind of what's the next step or what's going to happen uh, in the future. And, you know, you hear about Levante David and Devin White holding a dinner for the defensive players only to come together and, and converse and say, here's where we need to get better, here's what we need to do. And you just kind of wonder, you know, is that happening on the offense as well? Because I would argue that the defense really – if there's one unit that needs to have the, 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 the come-to-Jesus dinner, as I like to put it, it's the offense, not the defense, even though you're happy that any side of the ball is doing it. Uh, but that's, it's just it's kind of a weird, almost like molecular separation of talent that they just can't find each other again uh, this season. And they've had moments where you just look and you go, what is going on there, especially on that side of the right. football? You know, only you know, mustering three points in the loss to Carolina – you know, they've lost to a bad Steelers team. Uh, obviously, that Packers game was atrocious. Really, for me, yeah. week three, I was like, oh, man, the NFL's in trouble if this is going to be <laughs> the type of offensive <laughs> production we're going to get this year. You know, uh, talk a little bit more about that because, you know, Brady goes down to Tampa and it's gangbusters. But we, we think of it that way. But, you know, let's go back because there was a turning point even that Super Bowl season where he and Byron Leftwich wanted the offense to do it one way. The head coach was not necessarily seeing eye to eye. They start running the football more after that Saints loss, yeah. and they turned it all around. They became more of a balanced attack offensively, and then they go on and win the Super Bowl. Have they just kind of lost their identity a little bit as well? Yeah, it just, it, again, it just kind of feels like you've got a whole lot of talented people pulling in different directions. And, and you know, again, uh, not, to, not to kind of beat the, the loss against Cleveland Browns, uh, a little too hard here, but you know there there's a moment there, uh, not not completely late in the game. But I think there's about ten and a half, ten minutes left in the fourth quarter, and the Bucks are winning, and they've got the ball in Browns territory, and you get the feeling the way the defense has been playing that a score, even a field goal, really kind of puts that thing out of reach. And you know by the way that the game ended up, you can kind of assert that that would be uh, the fact. And we got a fourth and two again. You're in Cleveland territory, and Tom wants to go for it. He wants to go for it on fourth and two. He wants to be aggressive, try to get the first down. And instead, you, you get a, a cut of Byron Leftwich uh, saying to his you know, Hall of Fame legendary quarterback, no, 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 don't snap the ball. And they go up and they try to do the old uh, draw the defense offside. They don't get it. They take the penalty, and, and they end up giving the ball back. And then, you know, we, we know what the end result is. And you just you see that oftentimes, but with, with all the problems that this offense has been having, it's just kind of an ind- indicative of you don't feel like, you know, the head coach, the offensive coordinator – and the quarterback are all on the same page. And and when I see this team, I really think that Todd Bowles looks at this team as a defense, uh, defensive-minded team, a defense-first type of team, and usually those types of coaches, they want to run the ball, they want to control the clock, and they don't want to take a lot of offensive risks. They want to rely on their defense uh, to, to win the game. But when you've got you know, the greatest quarterback of all time, and when you see him throw the ball deep, like the, the, the shoulder, the arm doesn't seem to be the problem. So it seems to be a mentality problem. And when you've got a competitor like Tom Brady and you're trying to kind of corral him inside of your offense, I think that's going to cause more frustration and, and discontent than anything. And, then, you know, there, there's a trickle-down effect there. If the quarterback uh, is not completely sold into the offensive approach, then eventually so your, your, player, your other players are going to be the same way. 
it probably doesn't help things taking so much time away during training camp and then taking days off during the week as well right I mean if you're a team struggling to kind of find your offensive identity more time spent together is going to be better I mean is that playing a role in this as well I mean that my question has to be asked you know and it's a reasonable one but I from a, from an outsider viewpoint like you look at it you know Tom Brady the time he missed in training camp he missed four practices he wasn't going to play the games that he missed regardless of if he was there or not so really in total work time he missed four practices and then uh, a lot of the weeks, you know, the, the day that he's supposed to be getting off uh, kind of on a weekly basis, he's, he's been there anyway. And there's been uh, several times where people say, you know, okay, even though it's Brady's day off, day off, he's still out here uh, anyway. And you feel like, you know, the, the dissolution of his marriage probably has a little bit to do with that. But really, it, it's not even so much a functional part of it. I almost wonder, you know, especially the quarterback position, it's supposed to be such – it's supposed to be a position where you look at guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and, and Tom Brady over the years, like, that – their role is to always put the team first. You know, whether it's putting your body on the line, whether it's, it's standing in the pocket in the face of a blitz, uh, whether it's spending more time in film being the first guy on the field or, or what have you. And I almost wonder if it's not so much an issue of, you know, say chemistry because of that, that missed time, but if it's almost, if there's almost maybe a little bit of, of, of anger kind of built up or under the surface from the other players of seeing their quarterback treated in such a way and I think everybody agrees like if there's a guy that deserves it it's probably Tom Brady but you know you're still you're still asking these guys to go down in the trenches with trenches with you uh game to, you know game to game and, and be with you so when you're not there with them and you're kind of having this role you do have to wonder if that is playing a part we're talking with David Harrison he's the co-host of the Locked On Bucks podcast he joins us here on RP3 and company once again Saints at Bucks Monday night football you can listen to it live right here on the game Pre-game will begin at 7 o'clock, kickoff 7.15. David, let me ask you this. Leonard Fournette, of course, a great high school star here in the state of Louisiana, tremendous career at LSU, and he was a huge component of that Super Bowl championship team, but he's been banged up. He's, He's seeing carries being given to other guys. Are we seeing the end of Leonard Fournette's time in Tampa Bay this season? not and I, I think it's really up to Leonard you know um the, the, that first season when he left Jacksonville and came to Tampa uh he kind of came in and, and was the presumed kind of number two back but he was having the better production of, of he and and Ronald Jones who was still with the team at the time and and then there's the stories of you know kind of three quarters of the way through the season where he's not happy with his role and he's not happy coming off the bench so to speak and is kind of down on himself and not really tuned in it's what the team is trying to do, and Bruce Arians, you know, uh, essentially gave him, a, gave him an ultimatum and said, you know, either either lock in and, and become part of the solution, or you know, we can, we can let you go find another place to work. And he decided that you know that was going to be a moment for him to 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 kind of put his own personal aspirations aside and do what's best for the team. And then, lo and behold, the, you know, the universe kind of rewarded him. Ronald Jones ends up getting sick and injured and can't really play down the stretch, and that's where you see the rise of playoff Lenny and. And all this other stuff, and it's been great to see. And you really kind of thought that was a key maturation moment for Fournette. Um, but then coming into this season, you know, he's obviously the main guy. You know, the the, the Buccaneers draft Arizona State rookie Rashad White uh, to come in. Keyshawn Vaughn is, is a is a draft pick from a couple years ago out of Vanderbilt, who hasn't gotten a whole lot of burn in Tampa. And so you just know that you know Lenny's the guy, and then these other two you know younger backs are going to kind of fill roles. And in the early part of the season, and and the team was winning behind it. There's just a lot of, I mean, career high pace type of carries and workloads 
for Leonard Fournette, and you just kind of wondered how quickly that was going to kind of break him down. And there was a story where he sat down both of the young backs, White and, and Vaughn, and said, look, you know, I can't do this alone. You guys are going to have to, uh, you know, accelerate your learning curve, get on the field more, contribute more. And then they start doing it, and it's kind of weird because you go back to prior to their, their, trip, their trip to Germany against the Seahawks, and you find out that he's getting a little frustrated about how much work uh, Rashad White, the rookie, is getting. And it's just kind of confusing because you have a guy who went through what he went through the Super Bowl year, and then you find out he's telling these rookies they got to have a bigger role. But then when they get a bigger role, he's, he's frustrated about their bigger role. So it's, it's, it's kind of a, just a, a wait and see. You know, he's been banged up, and so he hasn't been able to play. He didn't play in Cleveland. We'll see if he can play Monday night. Uh, but when he gets back on the field, Rashad White has certainly shown that he deserves touches and he deserves to be on the field and that he can be a dynamic part of the offense. So I don't expect that to go away. It's just going to depend on how Leonard Fournette feels about being a part of a two-back system, which when you look around the league, the, the, probably the most successful outside maybe the Giants, the most successful rushing attacks usually have uh, two backs. So, I mean, really it's kind of the norm, not really uh, the exception. It's just going to depend on how Leonard accepts that part of his, his, his duties. We'll wrap it up with this. I know it feels like a must-win situation, a must-win game yeah. rather, for both teams because the NFC South is, well, just a dumpster fire right now. Is it a must-win game for the Bucks? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point in time, everything's a must-win. You know, uh, you mentioned, you know, the Saints coming in at 4-8. I mean, if the Falcons can pull off a win uh, over the Steelers and, and the Saints beat the Buccaneers and the Falcons are in first place with, still with a losing record in, in this division, I mean, it's, 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 it's like a hot potato. You know, it's like nobody wants to win the division this year for some reason, and uh, you know, it's just it's kind of an interesting, weird way that this division has has developed as the season has gone on. And um, you know, I'm sure you guys are talking about it. I mean, this, this is a division that could be looking at four brand new starting quarterbacks next year um, for various reasons. And so, yeah, I think you have to look at really every game down the stretch for both teams. You know, as as must wins if you have any aspirations of getting into the postseason. David. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for making the time, brother. Keep up the tremendous work that you're doing with the Locked On Bucks podcast. Thank you so much, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Don't forget, you can listen to Saints Bucks Monday Night Football right here on the game. Pre-game, 7 o'clock tonight. Kickoff, 7-15. And while members of the Houdat Nation are going to be wishing praying for a victory tonight you know what you can do listen to all your favorite christmas classics or local cajun christmas songs on the louisiana christmas channel that's non-stop christmas music 24 7 on the louisiana christmas channel you can listen live at lachristmaschannel.com that's lachristmaschannel.com or simply download the free mobile app on both apple and android devices or even listen on your amazon alexa that's right, it's the Louisiana Christmas Channel. So get some holiday cheer with the Louisiana Christmas Channel. We got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company, though, coming up right here on Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, the game. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros. Here is your traffic update on the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We remain under a dense fog advisory for about another hour or so. No accidents to report right now. If you see one, let us know. Call 706-0119. Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. 
Buffalo Wild Wings has new happy hour deals, three to six bucks from three to six every weekday. That's your traffic report on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game wants to stuff your stocking with a $500 Visa gift card. It's the Christmas Comes Early Sweepstakes, presented by Armator Jewelers. Simply enter in the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to score a $500 Visa gift card. It's that easy. It's the Christmas Comes Early Sweepstakes, powered by Armitar Jewelers and the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Are you looking for Christmas music 24-7? We have an app for that. It's the Louisiana Christmas Channel. All your Christmas favorites in the palm of your hand. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Download the app today for Apple, Google, and Alexa. All of your traditional and local favorites this holiday season. Come Santa Claus here, come Santa Claus. Listen on the app or online at lachristmaschannel.com. Start a new tradition this holiday season with the Louisiana Christmas Channel. It's Mike at Armentor Jewelers, and there's no better way to show someone how much you care than with a gift of fine jewelry. So this holiday, when you're searching for just the right thing for that special someone, let Armentor Jewelers provide the help. We'll make suggestions, search our inventory, or create something just for you. Our promise is to provide more options, better value, and more dedicated service in a relaxed, no-pressure atmosphere. So for engagement rings, fashion items, lab-grown diamond jewelry, and more, shop local, shop smart, shop Armentor Jewelers. Online, Park Lafayette, and New Iberia. Hi, it's RP3 with The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. This year, we've teamed up with our friends at Service Chevrolet Cadillac for the Eyes on the Road campaign. While cell phone use still remains the highest in distracted driving, there are other distractions to be aware of, such as GPS screens, eating, drinking, reaching down, or turning around. Anything that takes your eyes and even your mind off the road for a second can lead to an accident. Eyes on the Road, Acadiana, from The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, and Service Chevrolet Cadillac. The new Michelin silicone plates last through everything. On a world record-breaking drive from Alaska to South America in unpredictable conditions. Thunderstorms, ice storms, they just don't quit. Rainier Zydlo chose Michelin Endurance XT silicone wiper blades with advanced quad-tech four-layer coated silicone that repels water, snow, and ice and lasts two times longer than other blades. It's coming down in sheets. Real-world proven. Extreme weather wiping performance. Upgrade to Michelin Endurance XT silicone wiper blades today, only at Walmart. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. A recent survey said that game listeners prefer our station than filing their taxes. Take that, taxes. This is The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Poll question of the day. Did the college football playoff committee pick the right four teams? That's our poll question of the day. Yes or no. Make it simple. Start off the week easy. 
Right now, 85% of you say yes, 15% say no. Nearly have 75 votes on this poll question of the day. We got some comments on here that have been, it looks like, hidden for inappropriateness. (laughs) So, there you go. I told y'all not to get salty with it. I said, don't be salty. Don't be too salty with the comments. It's a simple poll question of the day. No need to get sideways, guys. Come on now. Come on. Once again, college football playoff field has been set. We got our four teams. And they're the right teams. Undefeated Georgia, your defending national champs, are number one. Michigan, undefeated Big Ten champ, they're number two. Number three, they kept TCU. Despite losing in overtime to Kansas State, they kept the Horned Frogs there at number three. And you know how much the committee likes Kansas State. They're in the top ten. But USC losing on Friday night and losing, getting dominated. Boy, the Trojans' defense isn't very good. By the Utah Utes. Well, what did that do? That helped pave the way for Ohio State with only one loss to get in. Let's get to some comments on Facebook. Oh, no. Grant has taken to Facebook. Grant says opponents played on the road with eight-plus wins. Alabama four, Kansas State two, Ohio State one. Alabama had four straight eight-plus win opponents with three of those coming on the road. It was a tough road schedule. But you're still supposed to win the game. Like Grant's making an argument to put in a team that lost more games than the other teams that got into the playoffs. He would have an argument if there was another two-loss team in there. He'd have an argument if they put Clemson in there over Alabama. Heck, I would even concede there may be an argument if they would have put Tennessee in. But they didn't. They didn't put another two-loss team in there. It doesn't matter what your strength of schedule is, what your road schedule is. You line up on Saturdays to play and to win the game. I'm old-fashioned. You want to control your own destiny? You know what you do? You win the ball game. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Michigan lost their best running back, a guy who was a Heisman finalist. Did that prevent them from beating Ohio State? Did that prevent them from winning the Big Ten Championship? It did not. When we get into these arguments about which team with losses and all this other stuff, you're devaluing wins. Everyone knows the SEC is one of the best conferences in the country. Year in, year out. Year in, year out. But Alabama could have controlled its own destiny. It chose to not be focused. The players chose not to step up when they needed them. The 
coordinators chose to call bad plays. This team made the choice to have stupid penalties called upon them that probably cost them the Tennessee game. They chose struggling with tackling. Those are decisions. There has to be accountability. That's my problem with Grant's argument. You're not holding your team accountable for their mistakes. That's what it boils down to. You're holding, you're not holding them accountable. You're wanting to get give them a get out of jail free card. And I'm not ever going to be that guy. There are expectations, there are rules that have to be followed. And if you don't do your job, there are consequences. You're not going to get the benefit of the doubt because of the name on your jersey. Sorry. Doesn't matter. They had the opportunity. They played games. They did not win the games they played. And his comment, obviously not many people in this area wanted to see Bama in the playoff because they know the only team that could have stopped them is Georgia. Facts. Okay. So you wanted to put Alabama into the playoff to watch them get curb stomped by Georgia? Because Alabama would have been the fourth seed and they'd played the number one seed. We saw how the national title game went last year. It's okay to not have Alabama or Clemson. By the way, the first time we've ever had neither Alabama nor Clemson in the college football playoff. It's the first time it's happened. Now, when expansion comes in 2024, Grant, your points are not going to matter because Alabama would be in with an expanded playoff. It won't matter. It won't matter. Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on Randy to the show. Randy, good morning to your brother. What's on your mind? Oh, good morning. Yeah, you know, I understand why people are up in arms about this. Personally, I probably won't watch hardly any more, if any, college football the rest of this season um, because I don't think there's going to be any compelling games. Um, the playoff system, when you ask are the right teams in there, did they pick the right teams, they did based on what their goal is. And, you know, you have a corrupt ranking system, which is made to put teams like USC in, in a position where they can get into the playoffs because they're a big-name team. But the problem we have here is we're going to have nothing but blowouts and Georgia is going to walk into the championship and grab that trophy. And there's going to be nobody to even challenge them. And what we're doing by doing this with this playoff system, now granted there's going to be 12 in a couple of years, but right now they are the NCAA is absolutely encouraging these teams to do powder puff schedules and stay in powder puff divisions. Um, Ohio State's a perfect example. They played nobody all year. Uh, you can say they played Michigan or Penn State, but come on. Um, but you know what? You're right about the wins and the accountability. A perfect example of that, again, would be like Clemson. Clemson played absolutely nobody all year, and they didn't only lose one game or go undefeated. They lost. They lost they two. Was, you know. You know, looking at guys like you know teams like Florida State, you know, and the, the, the easiest schedules of all, but still, you 
know, ended up losing three games or four games or, you know. So that does matter, and I get it. I know why Ohio State's in there. Uh, I just and, – and you're right again, Alabama, if they were number four, we might have a decent game in the first round, but that's not going to stop a Georgia blowout in the second round of Michigan or whoever. It's uh, it's just not going to be fun. It's going to be boring. I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be tough to stay away, but I may stay away anyway from, from <laughs> watching any of these bowl games that, you know, this year. I just don't see any excitement in them. Randy, I appreciate the phone call, brother. Thank you. Enjoy your day, bud. You too. Thank you. Yeah, and, and, and to further that point, okay, Georgia curb stomped Tennessee this year, right? Georgia manhandled Alabama in the national title game last year. You're talking about putting in the fourth team to face Georgia. Georgia already beat Tennessee. Georgia beat Alabama in last year's national title game. Yes, they lost the conference championship game to Alabama. It's true. But last year's Alabama team was far more disciplined and far more focused than this year's team. I mean, Ohio State. I mean, you're, you're talking about choosing three teams that really probably don't deserve to be in the mix to see who's going to be the number fourth team. I don't know about you, but I don't want my team to get the distinction of, hey, we were the best of the group that really didn't deserve to be there anyway. Don't think that's something I want to hang my hat on as a fan. Just just saying. Well, hey, we were the we were the group of guys that couldn't get the job done in the regular season to really punch our ticket to secure it. So one of us has to get in as the four seed. Ugh. I I don't know if that's something I want on the old resume. Just saying. We've got to take a timeout. When we come back, it'll be time for the Big Easy Blitz. Talking Saints, Bucks. They play tonight, Monday Night Football. You can listen to the game live right here on the game. Ryan Hinton, better known as that boy Wolf from the Saints Twitter podcast, joins us. That's next right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. This is Brent Musburger's action update. The college football playoff is set. Georgia, the dollar 30 favorite to win the national championship. Michigan plus 280, Ohio State plus 360, TCU 18 to 1. Georgia, six and a half point favorite over Ohio State of the Peach Bowl on New Year's Eve, 61 and a half the total. At Michigan laying nine against TCU in Glendale, Arizona at State Farm Stadium in the Fiesta Bowl, the national title game, SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles on January the 9th. The Saints in action on Monday Night Football today. They're a three-point underdog at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The total, 41 at Raymond James State. 50% off site-wide at omahasteaks.com and save an additional $30 when you enter the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, at checkout at omahasteaks.com. For the latest sports betting news and information, 24-7, 365, go to vsin.com. Mike Sennett on the game. Been to Mr. Gaddy's Pizza? It's a utopia for pizza lovers. And their website is the perfect way to order delicious food or book your birthday party directly from your mobile device. Go to gaddyspizza.com, have that pizza and the delicious food from Gaddy's waiting on you as you pick it up, and schedule your birthday parties at all three locations. 
Plus, take advantage of waiter and DoorDash delivery. Mr. Gaddy's in Crowley, Eunice and Jennings, or online at gaddyspizza.com. It's Pizza Utopia. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Louisiana only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Samstown Shreveport Casino. You think in trailers? Think Tibbs. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport it, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed, flatbed, and hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection or a better price than right here. We've got the experts to repair or customize your trailer, so it'll be ready for whatever you pull it through. Why would you go anywhere else when you can go to Tibbs Trailers? Now we're talking trailers. Between Scott and Dusan. I'm Terry Mitchell. I'm the director for Workforce Board 83. I've been here 32 years. We offer career counseling, learn while you earn, on-the-job training, work experience opportunities, and apprenticeships. Top-notch A1 staff. They're professional and they're here ready to help. They want to see individuals succeed. We're here to get you back to work, Louisiana. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Saints talk. They give to Camara. Breaks through. Spins at the two. Into the end zone. Touchdown. Time to talk Saints with the big easy blitz here on RP3. Yes, Saints fans, there's still games to be played. Yes, unfortunately, there's still hope that you can actually win the division and go to the playoffs because the rest of the NFC South is a dumpster fire. And that begins tonight, Saints at Bucks Monday Night Football. And to break it down for us is our friend from the Saints Twitter podcast, Ryan Hinton, better known as That Boy Wolf on Twitter, joins us now. Ryan, look, man, it's been a long season. It's been a terrible season in every way possible. Yet, a win tonight in this team can find itself in the driver's seat to win the division and host a playoff game. Are you allowing yourself to have any hope whatsoever? No, no, I'm not allowing myself <laughs> to have hope. I do not want to see this team in the playoffs to get whipped up at home by, I don't know, whoever. Whoever would be the wild card team. The Dallas. Dallas, Redskins, whoever, you know, but – you know, it's it's that's where that's the reality of where they are, man. Like, if they beat Tampa, uh, I don't know if it will put them in a driver's seat, but it will put them in great position to finish out the season and eventually host the playoff game. And you know, it'll be similar to a couple of years ago when uh, I think the Panthers they were like seven, eight, and one, and they won a division and ended up hosting the playoff game. So it'll be one of those weird situations like that. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Like, they, they would have to win this game. This would be an important game for them to win. And I'm sure, you know, inside the locker room and DA, I'm sure he's preaching that, like, just to give the team something to fight for. Like, look, we still can't win this division. And, look, every team, when they start the season, that's 
the number one goal of this season. Like, let's win the division, and then we'll go from there. So it does give them something to fight for. So it'll be interesting, bro. What's wrong with Alvin Kamara? I don't think anything's wrong with Alvin. I think he is uh, somewhat dejected a little bit uh, just by the season and how it's going. Look, Sean Payton always talks about how smart Alvin Kamara is uh, and, you know, how he really – yeah, he really loves the intricacies of football and how he would kind of have to kind of always challenge him to kind of keep him interested because he would get a little bored. And I think he's just bored right now. He doesn't, you know, he, they're not using him in any creative fashion whatsoever. Um, as far as the fumbles, you know, we've seen that that'd be a problem with this team. That comes back to coaching, you know. That has to be an emphasis that starts in OTAs, training camp, and throughout the season. You know, before this season, I think he's only lost one fumble in his career, and this season he's what, lost four or five. So, you know, that goes back to making that an emphasis uh, on the team because that, he was never a fumbler. Like, that was never a big problem with Alvin Kamara, but it's just one of those things that you add to the list of this season, you know. So, uh, you know, he's a prideful player, but I just – I would like to just see them get him – just get him the ball in more um, – just more creative ways, man, to get him in space – Use him in the fashion that he's used to instead of running him up the middle and then throwing him a check down here and there. Because right now, I just I don't feel like he's having much fun. No, and you can tell Ryan that he's frustrated, right? Like, like you can just tell you can read the body language and be like, that man is yeah. not happy. And and obviously, he's not happy with himself because those fumbles last week against the Forty ers were just brutal, right? It's just brutal and. It just seems like with this team, they can't piece it together, right? I mean, they the defense steps up and is like, hey, man, we're going to hold the 49ers to only 13 points. Can you guys yeah. do anything? And the offense had opportunities. They can move the ball in between the 20s really well, Ryan. It looks like to me, even with Andy Dalton at quarterback, what they struggle with is once it gets to the short field, they can't figure out how to punch it in. Exactly. And, you know, that's – that's where offensive coaches make their money is in the red zone. You have to have something dialed up every week. You have to be creative. You have to look what other teams look at what other teams are doing. You have to dive into the tape to see what worked in the past. You know, you have to really be creative on that in the red zone. And right now, the offense has lacked creativity. It's looked very stale, very basic. Uh, not much motion or shifts or misdirection. I mean, if you go watch, you know, you watch San Francisco 49ers, even though they didn't perform great on offense, you know, they ran a lot of misdirections and fakes. You go watch the Eagles or, uh, you know, the Packers, watch how diverse their run game is. It's like, man, can we get a little something like that going? Um, but that right now, man, it's just offensively, that's where it's, it's crazy with this team because, you know, for a while the defense was looking bad and the offense was okay. But now we're to the point where the defense is starting to get healthy and they're starting to play a little better. But And we, I mean, the Saints laid a goose egg, man. They couldn't score eight points. <laughs> yeah, Zero and points. the offense fumbles it in the red zone and Will Lutz misses a field goal he should make. And it's just, they, they just can't get all on the same page. And I know that's a, a trademark of a bad football team, right? That's, that's one of those yeah. hallmarks of, Hey, we're a bad football team, and this is what bad football teams do. We're talking with Ryan Hinton, better known as Dat Boy Wolf. He's one of the co-hosts of the Saints Twitter podcast. He joins us here for the Big Easy Blitz on RP3 and Company. 
I'm going to ask this because, look, I am not tanking guy. I am not pro no. losing games because I'm just not. I want my team to fight and scrap for every, you know, piece of food on the table, so to speak. But as a Saints fan like you are, have you gotten to the point now where you just are just hoping that they kind of just put you out of your misery? That way you're not holding out hope and have to be strung along that this could be a playoff team in a terrible division? Well, it's weird because during the week I do think like that. I was like, can we just get this season over with? But come game day, I could never root for the Saints to lose. I always want them. I want them to win. I want. I want to see fun football on Sunday. You know, so I'm always rooting for them to win, even though part of me wants them to lose because I want the head coach fired. Um, but you know, outside of that, that's <laughs> that's out of my control. And honestly, it probably won't happen anyway. So. Let's just try to make the best. See what you got with these young players. See what you got in Caden Ellis. See what you got in the Latte Taylor, Jawan Johnson, Rashid Shaheed. Um, you know all these young players that that could potentially play important roles for your team. You know going into next year. Uh, so I think that should be the focus. Whatever happens as far as like the playoffs and the division and all that stuff, those chips will fall with it. But I just don't see it with this team. I mean, the Saints lead the league in penalties. They lead the league in false starts, you know, pre-snap penalties at 22 on the season. They lead the league in um, first downs given to their opponent via penalty. That's just bad football. I don't care about health or anything like that. That there causes you to lose games. You can't win like that. If they lose tonight, and then kind of essentially kind of fall out of the race for the worst division in football. Like you said, I think they should start going in that manner of seeing what you got with the young guys, but I guess that leads me to my next question. You're going to have to do that because what are you going to do with this team? What are you going to do with this roster, Ryan? How do you fix this in the offseason, especially without having a first-round draft pick? Yeah, I mean, that's the major question is, how do they approach the offense? I, I would assume that they would give Dennis Allen a uh, kind of a, you know, just kind of give him an okay as far as, like, look, you got dealt a bad hand with the injuries. Some things didn't work out with some of the personnel decisions we made. So I think they would give him another year. I do think they will make a move at quarterback. Um, I don't think J- Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton will be in the picture. Um, so I think they would look at, you know, the free agency. They would look at possible trades, um, you know, with players like, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo or um, uh, Derek Carr should be in the in discussion or um, Tyler Huntley, uh, the Ravens' number two quarterback. I think a lot of them will be in discussions. They may look at uh, the rookie quarterback, you know, maybe because when you look at this upcoming quarterback class, you know, there are some players that could be available in the second round. Um, that they can look to develop. And as far as the roster, you know, a lot of it's just tied up with contracts. I think they will, you know, kind of shave off some of the older veterans and, you know, and maintain some of the younger guys because they might just have to just to clean up some of the accounting that's going on. When you look at players like Michael Thomas, who's looking at like a $26 million cap hit, you know, you got players like, you know, Elm Kamara, you know, even though I wouldn't want him gone, you know, he may want to, he may want to go somewhere else. He may request a trade or, you know, or some team may come knocking and, you know, offer, you know, two second-round picks or something like that, and then you just got to listen. 
Um, so there's going to be a lot of decisions going into this offseason, man, which is, I'm really kind of excited about because, you know, then there's the Sean Payton trade that's looming that could possibly happen and could net them a first-round pick and, you know, give them a chance to kind of replenish their roster. Ryan, let's talk about tonight's game. If the Saints can pull out a win, which, look, they've done so well against Tampa in the recent past, right? Yeah. They kind of own Brady and the Bucks, and even when the Saints are down, they still find a way to beat Tom and Tampa. What has to happen tonight? What's going to be the big X factor for the Saints to go into Tampa and get a win and kind of get their season on track? Well, it looks like you know, uh, Lattimore will be playing. Um, that's not 100% sure, but he looks like he has a good chance of playing. And we know he's going to be up to play against Mike, uh, Mike Evans. Um, and look, here's the thing. Tampa Bay, the Bucks have not been really good this year. They're not a very good team. They're struggling on offense. They can't run the ball. The defense is fine, but not as good as it was. You could run against them. Um, so the Saints do have a chance to win the game. I think defensively, they will play well. Uh, they're too prideful on that, and I know they want to they want to beat Brady. Even in the game they lost this past, um, you know, in week two, the defense played great, but, you know, Jameis wants to start turning the ball over. So I think the defense will step up. My question is, can the offense score points? Like, can they – I think even if the defense plays lights out, I think the Saints' offense is just in such a rut that they might not even be able to put up enough points to win. Like, if, if the Bucks score – over 17 points. I, I don't think the Saints can match that. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe they cook something up. But they, I need to see some creativity. I don't care if it's a flea flicker or Alvin Kamara throwing a pass or, you know, a fake punt, an onside kick, something to steal some possessions and to just, you know, put the team, put the opponent on their back a little bit. Because right now it's just been very passive. And, it, you know, they hadn't been able to run the ball, which they really have to. They really need to find a way to get it, get the offense going. That should be the number one focus this week, I mean, going into that game. Creativity, like creating a viral sensation with your former star quarterback being struck by lightning oh. for a sports betting thing. Um, what is that? What is that? I don't know, man. I, I just I, – I, I wake up Sundays and I'm just like, I, I don't understand the world anymore. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't. Brother, appreciate your time as always, and try to enjoy the game tonight, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon, bud. Appreciate you. Have a good one. That's Ryan Hinton, better known as Dad Boy Wolf, man from the Saints Twitter podcast, joining us talking Saints Bucks Monday night football. Hey, just a reminder, if you're looking for great stocking stuffers for this holiday season, then look no further than the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. As a member of our rewards club, you're going to have the opportunity to score excellent prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou Casino Resort or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen, also there at Cypress Bayou Casino Resort. Man, trust me, you can have a great time at either one of those places. How great would that to be? in your stocking or in a loved one's stocking. But you can only score those great stocking stuffers by becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. So go sign up today. we got to take our final timeout of today's RP3 and company. When we come back, it'll be time to wrap up this Monday edition of the show and get you set up for Kevin Foot and Footnotes. That's all coming up next right here on The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers in the World Series champion Houston Astros. 
There's more to sports than the final score. There's all the arguing and finger pointing. That's where we really excel. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Here is your traffic update on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Trouble on this foggy Monday morning. There's an accident at Collie's Saloon and West Pinhook, another one at Ridge Road and South Domingue Avenue. If you see a problem, call 706-0119. Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. Buffalo Wild Wings has new happy hour deals, three to six bucks from three to six every weekday. That's your traffic report on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Where can you smell fresh pine from the curbside pickup line? Lowe's actually. Explore the holiday fun and check off every gift on your list during Winterfest at Lowe's, where you can save $100 on a Blackstone 30-inch flat-top grill, now $299. Or your choice of a DeWalt 20-volt max brushless drill kit or impact driver kit for just $99. Experience all of the festivities of Winterfest now, only at Lowe's, home to any possibility. Offer valid to 1221 while supplies last. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N info.com. Community is when you walk in a business and they know you by name. These local businesses are proud to call Acadiana home. They're proud to be certified South Louisiana. If you're looking for the best flooring from the local people who serve you right every time, pull into Carpet Mills Outlet off University in Karen Crow. Oh, that's the real deal. That's Carpet Mills Outlet in Karen Crow. The real deal in local flooring. For more than 40 years, Sugarland Exterminating has helped the folks live, work, and enjoy a pest-free environment. Call for a free inspection and quote 337-233-3800. Call Sugarland Exterminating and there will be no more bugs. For more than 35 years, Mattress Gallery has provided the Acadiana area with top quality bedding products from brands like Sealy, Stearns & Foster, and Tempur-Pedic. From selection to delivery, it's Mattress Gallery. College Saloon Road, across from River Ranch. Support your local community and shop certified South Louisiana. Did you miss the latest episode of Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh? Here's, Here's what, what the, the fellas, fellas said. said. You know, if you were still in the BCS area, you would you would probably still, you know, be 10-11. But with the human element, you know, they, they look, oh, you lost to a four-win team. You know, they got to fall. 
Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Weekday afternoons, 4 to 6, on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Ah, uh, the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up with tickets to a special sneak peek of the new Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody. That's right. You can see it before anyone else by simply texting Whitney to 68683. That's Whitney to 68683 to score a pair of tickets for a special sneak peek on December 20th at Celebrity Theater in Broussard. It's the I Want to Dance with Somebody sneak preview brought to you by A. Brian's Jewelers and the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We had a poll question of the day. It got a lot of reaction. Got some fired up comments on Facebook and Twitter. Tons of phone calls. We haven't had that many phone calls in a minute. It's a good way to start off the week. We asked you, Did the college football playoff committee pick the right four teams? 84% of you say yes, 16% say yo, say no. Yo, I don't know. what. Yo, no, yo, 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 no, yo, yo, no. We want to thank everyone who voted on the poll question of the day. I remember yo MTV raps. That was a thing. I watched it all the time back in the day. Dating myself greatly there. But I do appreciate everyone who voted. I appreciate everyone who commented. I get Grant's passion that called us this morning. The man's a fan of his team. He wants to see his team try to win a national championship. I get it. I get it. They just didn't deserve to get in, man. Not this year. Not this year. No, no. I'm going to be honest with you. Really don't want to see a two-loss team in a four-team playoff anyway. We're going to get it in 2024. We're going to get two lost teams. We're going to get three lost teams. It's happening. But not this year. That is going to do it for today's show. Great job by everyone involved. Hannah, five names. Moses did a great job breaking down all those highlights we used on the station today. You see the face? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, take a mental note. (laughs) <laughs> thanks to all the callers. Also, thanks to Jeff Palermo from Tiger Rag Radio, David Harrison from the Locked on Bucks podcast, and, of course, our bud, Ryan Hinton from the Saints Twitter podcast. Reminder, Monday night football tonight, Saints at Bucks. You can listen to it live right here on the game. Pre-game begins at 7, kickoff 7-15. It's crazy to believe that if the Saints win, they'll be in control of the NFC South. Heading to their bye week. It's ridiculous. Until tomorrow, when we'll be back on 6 to 9. Be safe out there. Be kind to one another. Kevin Foote and Footnotes is up next right here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.